What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Dinner Podcast, brought to you by Team Nitty Radio Zone, OG Nitty, and Nutrella. On this episode, we had another good friend of the show stop through and chop it up with us for a long time. So long, in fact, that this one recording is going to be divvied into two episodes. We cover topics like white fragility, mistaken racial identity, cards against humanity, and more. And of course, we did it over a great deal of food and drink. So grab a plate and grab a glass, because around here at Sunday dinner, everyone eats. All right, everybody, it's me, it's me, it's the OG. You already know who I am, man. It's your boy, Nitty in the City. We out here with this show we've been doing. I want to say it might be like episode seven or so now. It doesn't feel like seven weeks. I need to go back and check the stats, but... August 4th. Might have been. Oh, okay. the first episode. Yeah, how do you remember that? Because you texted me several times to make sure I would be here. Okay. Okay. And what are we... Okay. And we're at the end of September, so yeah, I Mm -hmm. guess it makes sense. Man, time flies when you're having fun. Mm -hmm. Y'all heard that voice in the background? You know that who that is? You know her as the new guy on Team Nitty Radio, which you can catch each and every Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on 91.3 FM, WVD and WVD HD1 New York, the voice of the University of Delaware. But here on this show, we know her as Nutrella. And that must mean one thing. This is Sunday dinner. Where everyone eats. And now we out here. And look, I'm going to let y'all know, I feel like we've been having, we've really like, I don't want to say struck oil. But I'll say struck oil when we decided to open up our doors to guests. (laughs) Um, So far, we've had two guests prior to today. Yep. Uh, Shout out to my guy, Ty Break Jameson, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, who came on and broke the ice in terms of guests. And we had him over for Sunday dinner. It was a lot of good booze and great jokes. Then following that, it was so good, so nice. We had to do it twice. We done brought on our guy, Uncle Lonnie. Good booze and bad decisions. (laughs) <laughs> great jokes and subliminal shade. It's a great thing. So you know what? We got to bring balance. Now we got a guest over here for Sunday dinner. He's no stranger to us. Because we go way back, you know, Blue Head Nation, what up? But I think it's safe to say he's not as wild as uh, Uncle Lonnie. I mean, who is, really? No, no one is. And, Nobody. yeah, you know, Break was a different kind of beast as well. You know, our current guest is not a standard comedian. That doesn't mean the show ain't gonna get cracker, but I'm just saying we gotta bring a little balance, a little uh, a little sense and sensibility, a little voice of reason, you know, where we continue to act up and act out. He might bring the act right. <laughs> true, true. But then true. again, we also drinking this here alcohol, so good booze can always lead to a different decision. So who knows what'll happen by the end of this podcast? In the middle right now. We got a good friend of mine. He co-founded a group together called Fit Team DE. Ran for about four and a half years. People Word. still asking us to bring it back to this Word. day. Word. And we keep telling them the same thing. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was unplanned. Um, <laughs> my guy, Bob, was in the building. What's going on, my guy? What's going on, man? I'm here. Thanks no, for inviting me. No I doubt. It. Thanks for coming over Sunday dinner. So first of all, of course, Sunday dinner, that means there's a menu involved. Today, we broke out the taco bar in the caveman kitchen. We had the uh, we had the choice of beef or chicken tacos. We had all the fixes. We had the uh, we had the lettuce. We had the salsa. We had guacamole salsa. We had mango salsa. We had the tomato chopped tomatoes. We had the shredded cheese. We had the sour cream. Fixes on fixes on fixes on fixes. And then uh, we came. Uh, Chuck also came through, added some pizza to the mix. Pizza and tacos, baby. That's right. This this ain't your nutritional health show, y'all. <laughs> 
And then for dinner, we have Pillsbury orange. Danish rolls. Orange Danish rolls. Orange ice and Danish rolls. So we out here doing it. So I got to ask y'all, you know, I always got to be honest opinions for the ca- the work that gets takes place in the caveman kitchen. How about the tacos? They're pretty good. I had a couple of each, the beef and the chicken. No doubt. I tasted the beef and the chicken separately just to make sure. For sure. It was on point. Appreciate it. All good. All the fixings were good. It was, it was good. Nutrella? I guess I'm a savage because I just put everything in there. I ate the chicken and the beef together. Okay. I did that on my third taco. So I did that with my first. Oh, okay. Sometimes, you know, I just want to see how they go individually because, and then, you know, you'll see how they mesh. Well, I was hungry. No doubt. Was it good? Was yes. it good? Cool. Yes. That's what it is. And, of course, like I said, there's always good booze involved. Today's episode is brought to you by Crown Royal Blender Smash Blender Canadian Whiskey. Aged in American oak, it is a limited edition blender series by the Crown Royal Distilling Company out of Canada. It's 40% alcohol by value, 80 proof. Shout out to Toronto. Make sure you drink responsibly. Please be 21 and over if you are in the United States of America. That's right! Crown Royals Blender's Mash. It's part of the Blender series. Cut us that check, Crown Royal. We just did that for free. <laughs> Y'all playing games. I was going to say, you got sponsors. Man. You know what I mean? That's what's up. You know what I mean? It ain't really brought to you by them, but it could be. It could be if y'all put it out there, let them know. Step and up, Crown Royal. Exactly. And also, you can step up to 1800 because we also have 1800, <laughs> the ultimate margarita, ready to serve. It's raspberry flavored, 9.95% alcohol by volume. It's uh, 19.9 proof. So, for all you lightweights out there, we have something for you too. <laughs> this is 1800, the ultimate margarita. Ultimate is a strong word for a 9% alcohol by volume drink, but we're not going to throw shade at you, 1800, because you might want to cut a check too. But just know, we could do this on the regular, y'all. Holla at your boy. So, we got there. Of course, you know, like to start off with a story every now and again. It was just stuff that happened, you know, in the last week since we did the last episode. So, I'm going to tell y'all a quick story. Uh, I know Bahu saw it online. Uh, Neutrella might have seen it online. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to tell a story about my one of my good friends. He's one of my aces. He goes by the name Major. So we were out <laughs> at uh, DJ Amazes Taste of uh, Caribbean event, which was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to DJ Amazes. That was a great event. It was, it was a, a food, rum, and wine tasting and a concert all in one. In addition to those, they, you know, you had uh, uh, what is it, water ice you could try as well, which was very tasty, and a lot of other things. Um, took place at the Queen, uh, Live Nation at the Queen. So after the event, we decided, you know, I was there with me, my guy, here are the players in this particular story. Me, my guy, Major, my homegirl, Lisa, and a couple of our other mans. And when we decided we leave, we was like, we're going to do something different, so something else. So maybe we'll go to go to the bar in Trolley Square out here in Wilmington and, or figure it out. So they decided they were going to Kelly's Logan House, uh, Trolley Square section in Wilmington. And they got there before we did. So the, as we, as I was riding with Lise, Major was riding with our two other bands. As we're riding the trolley, we decide we probably want to go to Rockford Tavern instead because they got a lot, almost $3 everything. $3 craft beers, I'm sold. If you know anything about craft beers, you know. They ain't $3 in most places. So, so I text Major. I was like, we going to Rockford, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to ride with us over there? Because he was already at Logan. And he was like... Uh, I'll probably chill. I'll, I'll probably meet y'all over there because it's not far. So he's like, worst case scenario, if the people who's riding with weren't going, he could just walk over there. I was like, cool. Now, at the time I was texting him, we were parked outside of Kelly's Logan House. We were across the street from it, parallel, right? On the corner, in front of a bus stop. I'm in the passenger seat, passenger seat, release the car, right? We've got to give you all this information for a reason. So, boom. <laughs> After all that, we go on ahead to Rockford Tavern. 
Not long after, and at least, you know, she thought she saw some people outside the bar, but I wasn't hearing her at that time. So we get to Rockford Tavern, Major and the other mans get there not long after that, right? And I was like, damn, that was fast. So Major came in, he's like, yeah, you know, he said they couldn't get in, they didn't go inside our local house or whatever, they were chilling out there smoking for a second. So then he was like, yo, Lisa, you drive, were y'all in a black car? You drive a black car? He's just like, well, it's dark blue, but it looks black at night, right? Not really relevant, but I'm just telling the words of the story. So then... He's like, okay. He said, which way were y'all facing? Like, I was like, we were facing, like, going toward, you know, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, okay. You know what? I saw y'all, but I didn't approach y'all. I ain't saying nothing y'all because he, he, now he looks at me. He goes, yeah, Nick, because I thought you was a white man. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> This is your best friend. This is one of my best friends, yo. Like, I, me and this guy go back to 2004. This right. is 2019, so 15 years. I knew this man before he was legal. Before he was old enough to drink, I knew right. this man. So, and he was like, he's looking, he's like, he's like, yeah, I was off in the district across the street. Because Lisa's like, I thought I saw three guys out there smoking. And I was, I was like, I think that's them, but I'm not sure it's dark. And he's like, yeah, I was looking, he said, I saw, and he said, I looked in the passenger side, and I thought that was a white man in the car, so I figured it wasn't y'all. <laughs> I said, you the fuck thought I was a white man? I get it. I get it. I'm light, or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, you accepted but, that? But white, I never denied that. You know, people always people always have me on this cusp. So some people are like, no, you're not really light. Some people are like, you are light. Some people are like, you really light. Some people, but people catch me by the season, too. Catch me in the summer, my tan always going to kick in. So, yeah, I might go from a light to a golden brown. You, you know what I mean? Like a Twix color. You know what I mean? Did he just say a Twix color? Yeah. Twix color. It's more like the wrong color of a chocolate chip cookie. The wrong color? Yeah. First of all, I ain't the wrong color of shit. So you can keep that shit, and I'm gonna tell the story. All right? You close your lips while I tell the story. Which subliminal shade was last week? You didn't I'm get. I'm not en- being shady. You didn't get enough of that. I'm not being shady. The wrong color of a chocolate chip cookie. Yes, you ever. How seen- you call me the wrong color of something? How is that not shade? Definitely shade. <laughs> I was not being shady. You didn't even. You didn't even say the. I don't know. Uh, a lighter part of a two-tone cookie or something. The wrong color. No, that's the right color. The wrong color. But when it's like. Oh, first wow. of all, first of all, wow. now I got to go back and edit that shit out. Wow. Who the fuck is you? T- who the, what the fuck? I'm so sorry. Like, have you been a part of this show for the last six weeks of your life? What the fuck? What? What was the number on that? That was like nine oh, minutes. Because you know I got, you know I got to write yes. down the fucking minutes. I'm so sorry. She's acting brand new. Oh my she god. She enunciated it so well too. This is bullshit. Oh my god. Let me let me check oh it at the god. nine minute thirty second mark. Now they before they hear this right here, they're gonna hear the why edit. Like, what just happened? She said my fucking government on here. We don't do that. <laughs> This is a brand. I did. I didn't mean to do that. Okay, this so if you open up a, cho- a chocolate chip cookie, Chips Ahoy package, right? And the cookie is around the color of OG Nitty. And you know what's crazy? She's sober and she said that <laughs> shit. Can't even blame it on the alcohol. Not letting that go. No, I, tell, I don't. I, tell right now. I've been because, having an off day, though. Because in addition to this seven, this six weeks we're doing this, I mean, She's been on Team Nitty Radio for yes. years. Since I you know. Been a, and you yeah. see me I'm blast. You that. see me blast you That's these people I'm for calling to me that. So I don't get blasted. And, and I've muted their mics. Matter of fact, there are people who I've banned from ever coming back to Team Nitty Radio because they couldn't stop. They wouldn't. I won't say they couldn't. They wouldn't stop saying my government. And on top of that, they on found purpose. it funny. They was like, I can't yeah. help it. I can't. Nah, you said it eight fucking times. That's effort. <laughs> it's only a two-hour show. I don't bring you into the second hour. <laughs> Eight times, 45 minutes, because we play music and stuff. That's effort. That's 
intended. Especially if I tell you about it every time. Not only do I tell them about it, I got a, 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 a bomb drop. Like Funk Master Flex, I drop that bomb every time they, somebody dropped my government. And I said, I've muted people's mics. But nah, you did it eight times in 45 minutes. That was effort. And you laughing, so that lets me know you find the shit funny. You think I find it funny too, but I don't. And all these motherfuckers have at, kept asking, let me get one more chance to get on the shit. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm good. It's a serious business. It is. Yeah. I understand. I don't I don't normally do that. Get, get I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't That's either, all but, I can say but, is I don't know. But let's hear about this chips ahoy cookie. <laughs> yes. So Since we're talking about wrong. Yeah, I'm <laughs> when you pull it out, it looks like it's been there like packaged too long. I know what you're saying. Crumbled. So she called me a stale cookie color. There That's still no, shade. I could tell when she started the story, there was mm-hmm. no way she was gonna, gonna, it was yeah. never going to be good. The minute she, the it minute she said that, I already, and then we stopped. I already knew she was talking about the stale chips and white cookie. It. That's the stale side. Like, you're not stale. No, the you just called me stale, stale color. Or I called mm-hmm. the. She either called you stale, overcooked, mm-hmm. or undercooked. I don't know which yeah. one it is, but none this of them are and good. wrong. And wrong was and her wrong. first. Uh, the first none adjective. of them are good. So, yeah, so that was that was that. You just got to let it go. Takes me back to my childhood. People said rude things to me in my childhood. I've been called piss colored before. Wow. What? It's very rude. Wow. I've been called piss colored. Well, I mean, well, stale cookie is better than being called piss colored. It's it's still bad. You trying to save it. It's still bad. Like, well, this is the lesser of the evil. It, it it's lesser, still evil. It's the, but it's she the tried to court Hail Mary. You saw it, right? You saw it, wow. right? Nah, bro. Wow. Nah, bro. Just, just, just let it go. Just, you know that's done. Okay, so Major <laughs> thought you was white. Yeah, and I'm like, motherfucker. I know I'm like, but I know you just sit there and uh, mix me up for a fucking Caucasian. There ain't 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 nothing that white about me. <laughs> nothing. Now I'm I was sitting there appalled. I was, I was like, do you know what? This is damn near colorism. <laughs> Not sure how to tie it in, but there's a I'm way. I'm confused that this because be your hair. I don't know. Even from afar, yeah. I can't see. So many factors. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Even before you get to my hair, like my skin complexion alone should not give off, should not give off Caucasian vibes. Well, if you're incoherent. Hmm? Nah, even, you could be drunk as a skunk. You should be able to, my, my skin tone does not give off Caucasian vibes. Listen, I've been around some of the most wasted people ever. Not one of them ever confused me for a while. <laughs> not one. I'm talking about passing out drunk stuff. What were you talking? Hmm? Because you don't talk like a white man. I mean, he was he was across the street talking. No, I'm just talking about to the people who were drunk as a skunk and never. See, that's why. That's why. (laughs) And then people, you know, people think I'm being mean when I tune trail when I tune trail out. But this is why. This the only way. This the only way you can maintain your sanity. Even trying to. Trying to. Make that, yeah, just this is the only way he's gonna maintain that. savvy. I almost didn't tell the story because I knew she was gonna try to find a way to justify the whiteness. No, I wasn't trying to justify you just try to justify it. Just no, now. I'm trying to maybe you're trying to justify majors. You just, just yes, try, just, I'm trying to help you try to justify the drugs. No, there's no help in the helpless. He was wrong, point blank. Period. He was wrong. It's a fact. No, nah, don't try to give him. A, I'm trying to know because maybe incoherent. No, <laughs> maybe they're coherent. No, yeah, I was trying happening. to help major. No. Whole picture, sorry. Yeah, so, oh, he out here solving puzzles on the wheel of dead fortune. So yeah, I got called a white man within the last week. He's not getting it either. And that was that. You got any stories, Petrella? Oh. I do. Okay. I need help. 
So you do need help, but what's your story? I don't need help. Oh, you need help. You just called me a stale fucking cookie, and you announced my government. (laughs) No, you you need help. I didn't call you a stale cookie. You called yourself. No, you called me a stale cookie. Okay, you called me the wrong shade of a cookie. I did say the wrong. All right then. Okay, because that's so much better. But I didn't call you stale. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did not say that word. Okay. As a matter of fact, I think Bahu called you still. I no 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 no. Bahu took no part in that slander. Hold on, now. You tried it though. You definitely said the package when it comes out, and they just been in there too long. So it crumbles. No, you were talking about the color. Right, that I was said, the whole point of the that's story. what I mean. So, therefore, so it's the point when the cookie crumbles. Fresh okay. cookies don't crumble like that, though. They so don't. Stale, stale cookies cookie. do. But I didn't You're call you stale. You yeah. implied that I didn't stale. say the word stale. But you applied it. Don't so, don't don't try to get me down yeah. in the boat that yeah, you, you sink Yeah, you tried it. The seventeen holes in your ship. You tried to grab his ankle no, nah. to the quicksand. I'm on shore. <laughs> anyway, let's just leave the cookies take alone. A shot. Let's just leave the cookies. Oh alone. yeah, there is a shot on the table. Yeah, let's take a shot. It's not sound like we need a shot. Yeah, this we'll call this shot the reboot. The reboot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we could try to get past your stale comment. Mm-hmm. Ooh, smooth that's last still good. Mm. Well, I never just that take a go shot. That go rough. I like it. <laughs> I got a lot. I go that rough, boy. Not me. I like that's it. That's the roughest crown I had. It don't taste rough to me. It tastes like a, a bubbly, a bubbliness. So it's like tingles down your throat. Well, clearly you a whiskey woman. Not really. Crown rose whiskey in it. Is it? Every yeah. I don't know. Canadian whiskey. And every crown roll you bought here you liked a lot. Yes, because it tingles so down you, your throat. So you might be a whiskey woman. Do you feel that way about vodkas? No. Do you feel that way about rums? If it's Malibu. That's not real rum. About <laughs> real rums. That is real rum. That's like the fucking eighteen hundred ma- ultimate margarita of rums. <laughs> It's not the same proof as regular rum. Well, I do like eighteen hundred tequila. Okay, coconut rum. The eight, the margarita. No, no, the eighteen hundred. Okay. The, yeah. the actual tequila. Okay, so you might be I a whiskey like tequila guy. Yeah. You feel the same? You feel the same way about regular rums? That's not Malibu. Like I don't Bacardi. drink regular rums. See what I mean? How you feel about yak? I don't even know what that is. Hennessy, mm-hmm. all of those. Oh, Cavassier, mm-hmm. cognac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you're a whiskey. I drink it. You're a whiskey killer but... gal. Okay. That's good. That's strong. Okay. A whiskey person is a strong person. Well, this, it feels nice. Mm-hmm. It feels like when you accidentally drink the mouthwash. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What an analogy. A neutralism right there for you folks. Yeah, that's what it tastes like. <laughs> neutralism. Like that was a great analogy, actually. Yeah, it tastes good. Okay, so what's your story? You need help. Yes, okay. So, I'm at work, and mm-hmm. I work with high school children. Uh-huh. And a coworker of mine calls me on my phone mm-hmm. and it's like, um, do you have an issue with a particular kid? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, I was like, well, you know, the kid is, is a little, a little hyper, but you know, I make it through. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. She was like, well, today he was just ridiculous. And I was like, well, yeah, today he was, he was a little bit more. I did tell him, you know, I'm not going to have another day like this with you. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, you know, if you're like this again, then I'm gonna put you out. And I was like, and I pride myself on not putting kids out, okay. but I will put you out. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, okay, okay. So she was like, oh, so he was a little bit rough for you today. And I was like, yes. And then she was like, so I'm thinking about writing him up to start a paper trail. And I wanna know if you can send an FYI email 
just saying, you know, that he was rough for you today. So this is my dilemma because. Was another teacher saying this to you? Yes. Was this a nizer? Yes. I okay. had the same question, yeah. but I wasn't sure Off if that was even relevant to the story. Yeah, it is. Yes. Because so, she was a paper trail on this young lad. And that's for a what I'm and that's what I and that's where my issue lies. A because um A because I'm not really interested in starting paper trails on young African American men just for the sake of starting mm-hmm. paper trails on. Right. Number one. Sound like school to prison. But at the same time, I also do wanna be um supportive of my coworker as well. You don't have to be. So, but then the other part of me is like- Is she supportive of you? Well, I never had called nobody and asked them nothing like oh, this. Okay. Well, my my so other no. thing was, because the other thing was, she was like, well, how do you deal with him? Can you give me some pointers? And again, I get asked this question mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm always like, the things I do, you can't do. Mm-hmm. If you try that, he's gonna spaz mm-hmm. on you. Why? To, huh? Why, why what? Why is he gonna spaz? <clears throat> on on her and not you. Well, first of all, um, I took the time <laughs> to build. I take the time to build relationships with my students. Okay. So that first week of school, we don't do any work. All we do is get to know you. Okay. Type activity. Build a rapport. Right. That's number one. That's good. I never heard that uh, kind of method of teaching. That's yeah, unconventional. Because you can't you can't expect a kid to learn a thing. You can teach them anything you want after you get them to buy into you. So you have to take the time to understand where they're coming from, tell them a little bit about you, ask questions, go back and forth, and just let them see your personality before you can move on from there. So, like for example, I can, if he's acting up in class, I can come up behind him and like grab his neck and say, get yourself together. And he'll be like, oh, okay, okay, Ms. Watkins, okay, Ms. Watkins, I'm good. I mean, I'm not abusing him. It's just like, like this. You said his neck. That's bottom yeah, shoulder. Like this. Okay. I'll go like this. Big difference between the shoulder and the neck. But like this. I'm not like squeezing or nothing. It's just the fact that I just touched your neck. All right. Anyway. That looked like a good that grip. Like a that was a pretty firm. grip. That was a grip. It yeah. was not a grip. But I understand. Anyway. Yeah, I got you. And he'll be like, all right, Miss Watkins. All right, all right. I'm just playing. I'm playing. Because any woman grab my neck gently, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, Miss Watkins got a thing from me. <laughs> no. Not, no. Anyway, the point is, like I said, so I'm kind of torn because was he really extra on Tuesday? Yes. So if I was to send an FYI Define email. Define extra. Like he was being violent, belligerent, like what? Like not just, just like not he listening. wouldn't sit still, he okay. wouldn't listen, he was loud, interrupting the class. Like he was just extra. Okay, how old is this boy? Uh, he's a sophomore. Okay, so about 15, so. 15, 16, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and um, she was saying he was doing the same thing in her class. Or well, did she even say? She didn't really say, but based mm-hmm. off of how she sounded, I'm assuming nope. I'm assuming that he did a little bit more. She didn't want to give detail. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, so and so then she was so my thing is, um, like I said, but I I had no intentions on writing this boy up anyway. Like she called me and said something and put that like planted the FYI idea in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I never had intentions on doing this. So part of me is like, well, you never intended to write this boy up anyway. So why write him up now? But then the other part is like, well, he really was extra. So are you within your teacherly limits to send an FYI? Yes. So I don't know. So I'm kind of torn. I haven't done anything as of yet. Well, I'm going to defer this uh, to, to Bahu one time. Well, the voice I of mean, reason. 
I, th- I think what you said was that you're well within your, your responsibilities and your limits as a teacher to be able to write him up if you, or at least in the FYI, like she was requesting. But at the same time, that's not where your heart was at the time. So that's not where your heart is now either. Yeah. And if that's not where your heart is, that's something you can even document for yourself. But she's trying to use it for, mm-hmm. you already know what she's trying to use it for. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. As a paper trail for discipline at some point. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a conversation with her about what she can do to handle it in the moment, giving her tips about things that she can do, not the things that she can't do, but things she can do as opposed to helping her um, do something what I feel is going to be a negative consequence for the, the mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him a kid, the but kid eventually, the student mm-hmm. eventually. So, yeah. I felt like I was going to have a conversation with the student. That works too. Fuck that pipeline. That works too. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> having a conversation with him and ask him what's going on. Because it could very well be, you know, something that she did to yeah. strike him wrong. Right. That That's, he acts this way in her class. Especially, I feel like if she can't give me detail as to what took place, I'm already going to Because why you want me to write up a paper trail when you don't even give me something to work with? Now, like, ima- imagine, imagine if I told a police officer, right? I want, I need to, I want a report written on somebody for, I don't know, some kind of disorderly conduct. And the cop's going to say, well, what did he do? And if you say, well, he was just disorderly. Tell me what you know first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me what you oh, know oh, yeah, first. what have you seen him do before? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, nah, that's shaky. The cop, I did have a if he's not a corrupt cop, he's going to be like, hold up now. <laughs> I did have a small conversation with him in mm-hmm. passing. And I asked him, I was like, are you having issues with any of your teachers? And he was like, why'd you ask me that? I was like, I'm just asking, do you have any issues with any of your teachers? So he immediately says this teacher's name. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I'm not naming any teacher. I'm just asking you a question. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it had to be her. She the only one. And I said, well, I said, well mm-hmm. what are you talking about? So he says that she wanted them to do a meditation breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't want to do that. And she, he said that she said, get the hell out. Just get out. And then that's how, he, that's according to him. That's his story. So she wasn't so namaste while trying to get him to namaste. Yeah. Yeah. According my thing to is, him. According to him. And uh, granted, I'm no teacher. Not not in the education field. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an authority or an expert on any of these matters. But. Having gone to school for many years, having been in situations dealing with, you know, youth from all walks of life just through my life. If you're a problem child, usually you're a problem child for everybody. Right. If, and I mean, I guess you could go ask around if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. If out of, I don't know, let's say six teachers, I don't know how often they switch classes. If let's say out of arbitrarily six teachers, you only got an issue with one then yeah, you might not be a problem child. It might, not, might just be something with that right. teacher. And especially, let's keep it funky. The times have changed, all right? Times have changed. Parents have changed. Structures have changed. Everything has changed. Kids have changed. So it's like, you might, you can't, you can't necessarily employ the same taxes that I say my 10th grade teacher could have employed. Right. You know what I mean? You might got to relate. Like, my teachers never really had to relate to us. Right. Like, you know, whether it was because my parents was, you know, disciplinary, it's like, you know, you go in there, you learn, da 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 Or the teacher's like, no, this is how it is, or, you know. And plus, you know, we came up with the age of whoopers, too. So, right. You know, my parents didn't do too much, uh, what, well, what, give me the rundown. 
Cause Chance, plus Chance, oh, I did it. I ain't gonna lie. If I got in <laughs> so they knew. So what I'm saying is, but we in a time now where now, like, you gotta relate to them different. Like you said, mm-hmm. right. you relate to them a certain. Can you imagine? About you know how much younger than me. Can you imagine? No, you neutrala. Can you imagine? You going to school and the teacher's saying, the first week we're not going to do work. We're just going to get to know each other. <laughs> what? <Right. laughs> Yo, and as you got right. higher in grades. Right. Because, you know, in the elementary, you wouldn't have any homework that first day. Right. Second right. day, if you had a real nice teacher in junior high, you might not get homework the first two days. When you got to high school, shit. Right off the bat, you started learning. Now you're in the age where teachers, and, and it's, of course it's proven results. Teachers realizing they're going to have to say, all right. We got to break the ice. Yeah, build up. You know what I mean? So it sounds like this teacher is just saying it's my way to the highway, and that's not going to cut it nowadays. It doesn't work. She might want to go to, uh, I don't know, Catholic preparatory prep or some shit like that. Yeah, and and you're right, because I can remember being in school, and you're right. I don't remember a teacher saying, well, tell me what you like. Right. You Mm -hmm. know. Where did, like, who other people in this class do the same things that you do? Mm -hmm. I don't remember that happening at all. At all. You just and went in. It was military, yeah. man. You might have had that one cool teacher that let it be, but that was it. That was it. Yeah. And it still wasn't no week of nothingness. <laughs> no, we did. Stuff. I mean, not we that nothingness, like, but what I'm saying yeah. is that like, you said y'all didn't really do work. We didn't do work. We did yeah. like a get to know you escape oh, room. Oh, wow. We got to know these motherfucking notes. We did like a, <laughs> we get, we did like a get to know you bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, get to know this exam. That's yeah. good shit. No, that's yeah. what we did. And then, um, yeah, so then I, you know, told them, you know, that I was a graduate of that mm-hmm. school and um, where I went to college and stuff like that. So, and I, I let them ask me a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally, part of my lessons is interrupted by some story of something that's happened. So, mm-hmm. like I said, the, the kids are pretty much vested. Like, they knew when I went to dinner in Blanc. So, okay. one of the first things they asked was, how was dinner in Blanc? Mm-hmm. And why did you do dinner in Blanc? Like, this makes no sense. But did you have fun? <laughs> Okay, like those type okay. of things. They so sound we like had adults. That. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that, and then we go right into the lesson. And a lot of times, that's all it takes. If I give them five, ten minutes mm-hmm. of just stories or something, or they'll tell me something about them, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll allow me to do the lesson. Mm-hmm. And they'll sit and they'll listen for the next you know, 75 minutes or so. Mm, no doubt. 75 minutes? Our periods That's how long are time? 90 minutes. Jabumba clock, boy! That's wild. Damn, what happened in 40 minutes? I thought 40 yes. minutes. Was it 40 minutes of standard? Or 35 to 40 minutes was the standard? When I was in school, it was, 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 like was 55. Yeah. 55. How about saying someone would see 35 and 50? Yeah. 90 minutes? 90? An hour and a half a class? Now I see why he acting up. Hell yeah! He acting up. Who restless? <laughs> You yeah. can't just stick no kid in no chair for no fucking night. That's why I'm saying. I don't, that's why I can't. Do and how long was she trying to get him to Namaste for? Not the whole ninety. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta be a professional. You gotta be a yogi to just Namaste for ninety minutes. <laughs> meditate for ninety. Let me tell you something. I'm a thirty-nine year old man. Is that every period? No, I don't know what she was doing. That's no, it's easy. each class ninety oh, minutes. Yeah. I'm Except for over lunch. Well, over lunch is, is a lot of... The one shit they need. It's a lot of two hours, but that's because your lunch is in there, but it's still 90 minutes. What? Wait, wait, say that again? So, there's four lunches. So, it's over one period. If you total the whole period up, it's two hours, but you get a half hour of that time in the lunchroom. So, so you get a 30-minute lunch? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. 
So depending on minutes. because if every class is ninety minutes, that means you only get sixty minutes in one class, which is still a lot. Nah, that's a lot. Like I said, you got to be a yogi to meditate for ninety minutes. Like I'm almost forty, and I be trying to get into you know meditation shit. Listen, I be struggling with the ten minute programs. Like <laughs> I usually like do, if I do the meditate, like you know how you got the meditation apps. I do the shit when I'm going to sleep. Like when I'm tired because I'm going to go to right. bed, yeah, I'll be there knocked out by the 10th minute and I'm Gucci, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm uh, knocked out by minute eight. Can you imagine me fresh? I and said the same thing. They did it with us in training. We struggled with the little 45, 50 minute joints. Like I didn't tell y'all how they had us um, walk really slow. No, for training. what? We had spent 10 minutes just walking really slow. For what? what, what because what? you were supposed to feel every movement of your body. It was called, it's called mindfulness. So that you're in tune with yourself, so that you can hear and feel that work for you. Every move. Hear that's what I no. That's Wait, what I said. I well, said I'm not mature. What was the to do What this. was the end result? Like what was the purpose behind doing that? So that you can feel. Take the moment <laughs> to feel each part of your muscle. To do this? Yes. But what I'm saying is, what? How would that help you teach? By feeling all your muscles. It's teaching the child how to remain mindful and. Coherent and present in what they're doing. So they felt Remaining like. So they felt like if you right felt now. your every muscle, you would be able to relay that to the child. Well, I'm supposed to. I, they said that you're supposed to do it with the kids. So I was supposed to spend. But some you did No. Oh, okay. I wasn't mature enough to do it myself. First of all, sound like we didn't create a paper trail on you. My, <laughs> first of all, I'm gonna say this. Let's say if I'm a math teacher, I'm here to teach math, not muscle <laughs> fucking memory. Not muscle, mind, meld, control, whatever you want to call the shit. I can see how that could have a purpose. Because, I mean, not that. Then that takes away from the math lesson. But she didn't do no math for the whole first week anyway. So you might as well do some mindfulness. Well, but. I did do the one game. They wanted us to play Big Fish, Little Fish. I did play that with the kids. So Big Fish, Little Fish. Yeah, basically, you just had to be opposite. So if you were saying Little Fish, then you had to put your hands in a big, big... Motion. And y'all doing this for 90 minutes? <laughs> no, I didn't do that for 90 minutes. God, I really? did it for like... You could let me be no teacher. Week. Don't Three let me be minutes. no teacher in a 90-minute school. Because if I'm doing the first week of icebreakers, oh, it's going to be game night. <laughs> game day. Hell, taboo. Okay, we good with that. Heads up. Blavity. Boom. Yep, blavity. What's good? We out here. <laughs> Who got the catchphrase? But the other thing that I do... Negative that I, um, I went on... Um, yeah, I mean... Well... <laughs> <laughs> now you trying to get you trying to get me trapped up on charges, my guy. You cars talk crazy. Yes, I, um, do. I I bought little Amazon. I told you about the first time cards. I played cards. I told you about the first time I played cards against humanity, right? No. Mm, the different situation. I feel like I had to tell you. I know I told you, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> Oh, that was a different situation, boy. Mm. Okay. I don't even know if I should tell that story. It can, right it can cause uh, it can cause some problems. I mean, that's that's a. I've never played well, the game. You play, oh, you never played? I've oh, never played, okay. but I heard yeah. about it's it. It's a very raunchy game. It's an interesting game. Well, the vocabulary. You gotta have raunchy. the right. You gotta have the right crowd. To yeah. Play it's, it's, okay, it's, so it don't sound like something I would play. Nah. Nah, no, no, you don't want to. No, 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 no. All adults. All adults. Yeah. It's very wild cards in there. Like some adults. The first card. I know. The very and I played cards against many a lot of times now. I still remember the first card I ever drew from the first time I ever played Cards Against Humanity. And what was that? What, what it said. Well, have you ever played Apples to Apples? I feel like I played that with you. I never heard. Okay, of that. well, Cards Against Humanity is the adult version of that. Okay. First card I ever drew. I'm gonna tell you what the card said. Brace yourselves. <laughs> Big black dick. <laughs> Big black dick. And you were supposed to name people with sex. Nah. Oh. <laughs> 
Nah, you tried it. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you reached. No, I'm You saw me wait for it, right? You saw me wait for it. You saw me wait for it. No. So, no, how how the card go? How yeah, the game so what do you do after you <laughs> draw right, so the every, card? So everybody has, let's say, 10 cards, right? Right. And each card has some kind of different phrase, <laughs> terminology, whatever. And then there's a, a question card or whatever, or a speaker card. So one person, it's like a white card. So one person has That's to read it. something in the card. So right. the card itself that you're reading. Is the answer. It'll have like a scenario. So it'll be like, oh, um, Pope John Paul II, he didn't like baptist church so much that he decided to and now you got to use one of your cards to fill in the blank okay now at this point the person who read the card is the judge who picks the winner so they're not part of the round so it's about strategy maybe how you know the person maybe i'll pick a card that actually makes sense mm -hmm. or maybe i'll pick a card that's so outlandish because this person likes outlandish right. they'll pick that maybe it's the funniest yeah something. maybe right. i'll pick the funniest okay. card so okay. something like that so it's a game of strategy so like yeah, so okay. I would have had to find a way to fit big black dick in like one of these fucking questions, like. <laughs> and then like only one winner is then like all the cards go in and then you got to draw another card because you always got to have a certain right. amount of cards in your hand. Um, <laughs> that was a stressful story, huh? It was because what made this story so wild. Remember the first card I drew, right? Because I had never heard of this game before, right? So I was learning on the fly because they wasn't really giving me the rules per se. What made it so crazy, maybe somewhere in, somewhere out, I was in a room full of homosexual men. I was the only straight man in there, and there were no women in there. I didn't know what I walked into. Maybe there was a straight man <laughs> posing. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, I was in a severe minority. I speak on this story with apprehension because you know Delaware is very small. I know because there's several people running through my mind right now and, that I want to say. And but I you won't. should not say them, uh, but do don't do that. You're not going to do that. But you're probably right on at least a couple of them. As she pours her drink. Mm hmm. Actually, another so, shot. Let me pour so, myself one too. So that's why the story is so wild to me. And you know, dude brought me in. You know, I was like, come and show love. Because like, well, I was like, oh, I'm going to come show love. I'm going to come to the Yami. And like, and I'm coming to y'all, me. Cause, but also, he was like, "Yo, such and such said they come and such people I know that we know, guys and girls alike." You know what I mean? My bad. Yeah, it's cool. I work on that. So, Bahu just pouring me double shots like crazy. <laughs> so, when I get there, so of course when I first get there, and look, first of all, you know I just gotta go out and say this. Look, y'all, I'm not homophobic or any kind of whatever you want to call. Cause you know the minute I I have something to say about heterosexual, yeah. I mean homosexual or trans, whatever. LGBTQ plus matters. There's always that one person that just wants to call me a homophobe, which I'm the furthest thing from, honestly. You know what's funny? And, and a lot of people who do that to you, they're not even, they're just advocates for yes, the community. Yes, they're, they're not, not a even, member of the community. Right. And it's, what's the, now, let me piggyback on what you just said. People who are members of the community and see this, they have actually said to me, I do not think you're a homophobe at all. Like, I don't know why people would say this. Like, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I always want to tell them, can you go out there and say that for me? Like, you know, but whatever. I don't need it. So, either way, I'm in this room in that situation. So, I'm like, when I walked in, I was like, okay. I ain't, I ain't got a lot because I, I had another function to go to that night. 
So I was like, well, I'm going to get there early. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm early. None of the other people here, I'll see what's going on. All right, boom, I know the vibe, but people are going to come. We cool, whatever. You know, I'm glad the cat's up. Da, 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 da. Mind you, we were at a table like this small, pretty much. This card table was sitting there. This card table was really meant for four people. But you figure it's like fucking eight, nine of us at this fucking table. So it's, I'm a big dude. I'm a big dude. I'm 6'4", 280 right now. I was, I'm way more than that. So we tight, but whatever. But I'm in this room like, well, damn, okay, I see the roster, though. You know what I mean? Right. I ain't no fool, but I see the roster. I would like it to be a little different. Right. It's a little something more in my favors. Right. But we don't don't th that's not too much to ask for, right? No, no, no. All right, but we're going to move. We're going to keep it moving. You maintain. Yeah, we good. So then, that's when they talk about the cards against humanity, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, let's learn this game. You know, I'm out here for game night. I'm out here right. to win. Exactly. I'm playing to win. And yeah. I see Big Black Dick. Your winning instincts took it's, over. Exactly. So when I saw Big Black Dick, I said to my guy that invited me, I said, yo, what kind of game is this? Those are my words. <laughs> I said, I looked at him, bro. I said, what kind of game is this? <laughs> Hey, hold up. I don't yeah, know if I signed up. Because I didn't know what the vibe was. I don't know what this is about. And he was like, what? It's cards against humanity. This is his words. What? It's cards against humanity. <laughs> I said, yeah, I got that. I heard that. It's the name. But I said, what kind of game? Because I'm trying to ask him without asking him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, well, what kind of game is this? Yo, the pizza got trail dancing. But neither here nor there. I was like, for real. I was like, what kind of game is this? And he's like, it's cards against humanity. So like, All right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I remember the first card I ever drew. I remember the second card I ever drew in Cards Against Humanity. Oh my gosh. What was the second card? Man Meat. So what was this, a, a, a specific version? No, it was just Cards Against Humanity. And you just happened to... I just happened to draw these two cards back to so back. So did they remove the other cards That's from it? terrible luck. That's just terrible? Terrible So luck. when I saw Man Meat, I put my cards back down. Right. And I said, my guy, <laughs> what kind of game is this? And he said, what? It's Cards Against Humanity. Cause I'm still thinking about it. I said Big Bad Dick Man me I forgot what the third card was something about, but I know the third card made me I looked at him and I clapped my hand I said yo I'm serious what <laughs> kind of game is this I'm really wanting him to just I'm to just I'm asking you a question that you know I'm in my head I'm asking you a question you know I'm asking you without asking you don't put me in this position because this is wild Paul this is wild you know what I mean so and he just kept seeming oh. so confused yeah you heard that right exactly she said like, she's so confused. I was just like, I don't understand what you're saying. It's cards against humanity. Like what? I was like, you know, all right, whatever. We're gonna play this game. I'm gonna see what's drawn. I'm gonna see what's happening because, like, I don't know what it is. But okay, if you say it's if you if because in my head I'm like, well, he seeming innocent. All right, but we drinking too, so I'm like, all right, I don't know what what's going on here. But all right, boom. So we playing the game. All right, now I'm getting the grips of the game or whatever. You know, I'm playing da 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 da, -da. and I'm going to go. I'm like, all right, cool. We playing. So I had said to him, I remember doing the game, I was like, I was like, yo, so um, when is such and such coming? Because you said all these other people was coming, you know. And he's like, I don't know, you know. I was like, no, no, because you, you were pretty sure. So then after that, he's like, oh, uh, the one dude, he's like, the one dude, such a, oh, he said he ain't going to make it. Well, then she's like, yeah, he's, he's like, he ain't going to make it more. He said he might, but I guess it's not going to, might, no, he ain't talking about no mics yeah, before. And then the homegirl that's supposed to come, we all know, he was like, yeah, she said she's probably not going to make it. I'm like, canceled. So now, I ain't gonna lie, my rationale is kind of slipping away. Because between Big Black Dick and Man Meat, and now none of the heteros are coming, I'm like, mm, what's happening right now? What's happening? So we playing, okay, I'm just keep playing. I mean, we cool, we, we all have a conversation, there's jokes, da da da, I'm in there. But I ain't gonna act like it ain't in the back of my head, what's happening right now? Because right. I was like, first of all, you know, all right. 
Here's my thing. Let's say it was me, Bahu, a bunch of our fellas we just know are straight, right? Let's say for seven of us. Let's say an eighth comes. Unless he's like super flamboyant, probably just assume he's straight. You know what I mean? Do straight shit or whatever, right? Quote, unquote, whatever straight shit is. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but you know what I mean? Like, we, we ain't going to be talking flagrant. You know what I mean? Don't say nothing wild, right? I er- think I know you're er- Everybody just assume straight. So now in my head, I'm like, all right, well, if in my head it's like, six homosexuals in here and they see me coming they might start being like oh what's the vibe you know what i mean right. even if i didn't give off the vibe well he's still here right <laughs> you know i don't want to give off this vibe because i don't want to make nobody think you know I mean? it's just like matter of fact matter of fact let's say if it's other women come in the room or whatever or a woman come in the room and then let's say she's friendly she's cordial or whatever we've all seen it before sometimes all the woman has to do is be cordial and the guy thinks you like them right point black period i've seen true. it many times that's true you know what i mean so I don't want to give off that. I mean, I'm a cordial guy, but I don't want to, you know, whatever. These are all the thoughts in my head at the time. So here we are, boom, 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 we're playing the game, playing the game, playing. So now we're running low on liquor. You know, so we're like, all right, we're running low because, like, what I had it with doing it before was whenever somebody won a card, all the losers had to take a shot at oh, that okay. round. Okay. But they didn't have that much liquor. So now they started running too early. So they was like, all right, what we're going to do now? They switched it up and said, whoever has the worst card, they just have to take a shot. So the person who decided the best card, they also had to decide the worst card. And then finally we get to the game. Yeah, it's fine. And then we get to the end of the game. And then they were like, all right, at the end of the game, everybody just takes a shot together, right? Okay, fine, cool. So if somebody won the game, we'll take a shot together. Take a shot together. What I didn't realize that to shot, somebody uh, was recording us taking all the shot, right? So now, this might sound, this might sound crazy, might sound foul in my pocket, but whatever. Now at that point in my head, it's like, <laughs> all right, so here I am with like these six or seven other, obviously, you know what I mean, homosexual men, and, and like, <laughs> that little bit smaller shit. Motherfuckers like, yeah, motherfuckers like, oh shit, nigga! Right, right. Because that's all you need. Oh, you, in the, you in the group it, too? It's going to be a lot of people, nobody, more, I mean, I won't say nobody, but a lot of people won't be like, oh, okay, Nitty was just showing love to the LGB, right. da, 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 da. And, you know, and this was a lot of years ago. This is like, you know, 2019, even though it's still taboo in 2019, 2019, it's a lot more accepted or a, a lot. A lot of years ago before yeah. 2019. Yeah, and it's a lot more believable now, let's say that. Let's say if I was in this position in 2019, I'd be like, oh, Nitty just out there, da, da, da. That's a better chance. Back then, they were like, oh, I ain't know. <laughs> So my, I'm like, damn, because if they if he recording it, they're gonna post it on some social media. I might be looking yeah. wild in these Delaware streets. Right? I was dead nervous. You know, I just took it like a, the shot like a tent, but I was like, uh. <laughs> so that was the first time I ever played Cards Against Humanity. I never wanted to play that game again. And then, you know, I that's, wound up being around. That's, that's a wild game. It was I mean, a wild yeah. It's a wild game. Especially you when your first play when your you first two cards are big black dick and man meat. <laughs> in a room full of, you know what I mean? This is opening up my sign. That's good stuff. That's good looking. But moving on, that was a, that was definitely off on a tangent. I don't even know how it we really got to the ball. Did we do another shot? Sheesh! And y'all was gonna toast it out me. Y'all some motherfuckers. Mm. I, I have to do half of the shot. That makes one shot, right? Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm. That's good. Mm. I had, did the whole double shot again because I felt like Travis to be with judgment. <laughs> What? She's trying to chase it with I the No, I just want I, I felt challenged by Shade Trella. <laughs> so, 
We yeah, we went up on the tangent. We were talking about white people, white people. That's what we we're talking about. No, I was telling y'all that I bought reward cards for my students. Oh, okay, but it stemmed up for white people. How white do people. we? But let's, no, I didn't hear about reward cards for students. I was trying to tell y'all. No, you didn't say words. Your story was yes, not I about did. reward cards said, for students. This is what I said. I said I also went on Amazon, and then we went on about cards against humanity. Well, okay. we didn't. We didn't okay. hear the Amazon part. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about. <laughs> Uh, buying stuff. Yeah. I did. So, I bought punch okay. cards. So, so every time they like we play a game mm-hmm. or they do something, I'll give them a punch, and once they reach ten punches, they can pull from the prize. When you say you would give them a punch, like a whole punch. In oh, okay. I'm about to say you grabbing necks and punching. Ch- yeah, this this is illegal. Oh, no. Yeah, that's illegal. No, I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, be easy, cause you know somebody here used to be the people. I don't know if he yeah. still got connects. <laughs> 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 you might be out of here. <laughs> Yeah, that's a different, that's a different I'm kind not of abuse. Kids. That's a different I'm, kind of abuse. Child abuse is child abuse, I'm my guy. Punches. It didn't say parental abuse. It said abuse no. against children. That's that's criminal activity. Oh. That's, that's just straight. That's just straight criminal. But it was, would it not be on them to report that too if they saw it? it would, child abuse is only between no, a parent. But who what has I'm saying is, if a social worker goes into a school and sees a teacher slap the shit out of a student, they're not obligated that's, to report that. Yes, they're to the police. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Only. So yeah, it's a rat, the people. Yes. <laughs> to the police only. I'm not punching kids. I'm putting hole punches <laughs> well, it's in, good their, to know. in their rewards card. It's good to know. You're giving them right. that good uh, Chipotle yes. stand. I'm doing, yes. Mm-hmm. It's the same What kind that. of rewards you got in this little jar? Um, They can get things like a homework pass. <laughs> um, oh, homework pass. So not, not Chipotle. I thought you said yes. pad. I was like, you're giving them homework paper? <laughs> 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 they can get a homework pass. There's five dollar mm. gift cards to Wawa, nice. Ooh, and there's nice. um, like extra credit. Yo, um, go ahead. That's what's like up. That. Did y'all realize the Wawa Classic is six dollars and change now? No. It's like six nineteen in these streets, B. I was like, damn, Wawa getting about their business. What it used to be. It was, it was like five, it was five something. Then it went up to five seventy nine. Now it's like six nineteen or so. They, yo, nah. that ain't gonna stop people from getting it. I mean, I've been getting shorties. I ain't gonna hold you. I got a lot of students that work at Wawa, and they just show up with stuff. That's beautiful. Are they bring you the gift cards too that you putting in the no. gift card? <laughs> Yo, can you imagine no. if a student brought her a Wawa gift card and then she put it in a bag and that student won the same Wawa gift card they gave her? Talk about regifting. So, I did have a student. So, so core is light of you. A stu- I did. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that for the people on this table. Wow. And Uncle Lonnie. Wow. Oh, and if um, my guy 4K listens, yeah, he won't, he but he would yeah. get it. Um, <laughs> wow. No, but I did have a student earlier this week bring me um, <laughs> bring me a watermelon um, fruit punch or whatever from Wawa. Oh, okay. One of the watermelon something. Oh. But. I didn't drink it. I just gave it to another student. I would like to wow. say, and Bahu knows this about me, I'm one of the worst gift givers ever. Me too. <laughs> I am too. Are you? I am. Oh, damn. Okay, maybe that's gift why givers? we so huh? As in like non-gift giving or? No, I'm the worst of gift givers. Yeah, as in I don't usually yes. give them. Right. Yeah. Or if you have right. your function at your house, I'm... I might not bring a bottle. It's a very good chance I won't bring right. a bottle. Highly likely. Well, it depends on who you are. Like, no, here's what... No, it depends on who you are. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I'm at the point now where I go to a lot of my friends functions and don't get me wrong I still do believe it's very customary to bring a bottle I ain't gonna lie a lot of times when they have these functions I just be broke I ain't gonna hold you and I you know see I used to be at the point where I would overextend myself financially mm-hmm. to make sure I brought something 
I thought, well, I was like, you know what? I can't do it no more. And I'm and if I keep that mentality, I'm never gonna work my way out of debt. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I'm that's a social true. whore, and people like me to be at their shit because I, I I'm fine. That's not that's a humble brag, I guess. But I'm not blowing horn, but I'm fine. So when I show up, you know, I was like, well, I'm gonna show up to the shit. And let's just say my gift is gonna be getting the party cracking. But if I ain't got, if I, if, That's your gift. yeah, if I got it, I'll bring some. But if I ain't got it, I ain't gonna press myself no more. And Nitty has definitely been like, yo, you should definitely bring something. This is what you should probably bring. I do. What type of drink you? I'm not bringing nothing, but yeah. this is definitely what you should bring. I'm but, like, oh, okay, thanks for the advice. Yeah. I appreciate it. Cause you know what it is? It's a don't try this at home. It's a I know I can get away with this. And even if people were to talk about me. I probably wouldn't give a shit at this point in my life because I would I would never hear about it. Not only that, you're still going to be invited. Again. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. True. And then and then I ain't gonna lie. A lot of my friends, a lot of my friends. Let's say if they were roasting me about it, right? Oh, Nitty don't never come and get that. They're not gonna try roasting me in my face because they know I keep a, my my clip fully loaded all the time. I got heat. You know what I mean? Nobody wants that rat. A lot of people don't want that rat. I got some real animals who want that rat that smoke. But those are the cats who already know I'm not British. They don't care anyway. But a lot of cats don't want this smoke. That was just spinning off of your gift thing. Because I stay going to housewarmings or I've gone to weddings, all kinds of shit. Just show right the fuck up. And I've done that too. I eat up the food. I drink up the booze. I've done that. But that's what I said. So, like, things like that, again, I think it only works because it's a student motivation. Okay. Thing. Nah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's very otherwise good. Otherwise, it... Yeah. And they, they be serious on these punches. Like, they want to punch for everything. That's what's uh, up. Competition. That, yeah. It is. That is very um, good. And my anyway. shit works because I feel like I pay my, also, I feel like I pay my dues over the years. Because there was a time where I always brought shit. Or oh, I brought abundance. Again, overextending myself. So I'm like, you know what? You already know what the vibe is. You know I'm not going to be that kind of guy. Let's call it, let's call it reparation, payback, pay for, whatever you want. Give it a turn. And I don't give out thank you cards. Thank I you. I don't need them shits. I, yeah, it's a waste. Yeah, you save can your really money. Hold that. Yeah, I tell people mm-hmm. that I'll be like, I'm not sending thank you cards. Thank you. So, do you, are it. you supposed to do that for more than just your wedding? Are there other events you're supposed to do thank you cards, like mm-hmm. baby showers? I guess. Like everything. Baby, uh, yeah, pretty much anything where you where you inviting people to go to. Yo, yeah. you know what? Matter of fact, you say that. I think somebody did mention to me I should uh, send out thank you cards for when I had baby shower for my child. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I do not do matter, well with thank you cards. Matter of fact, I would tell you if you call correctly, I probably thank everybody for coming that day. I was like, "Oh, good looks for coming through. What's right. good?" That's what I say right, right there at the function. Yeah. I'm like, "This Why is you your thank you card. Stamp, thank right. you, paper." Because what are they gonna do with that card? Time. I'm gonna throw it away. It's, yeah, it's exactly. not going on their fridge. It's not going on any keepsake thing. I mean, you might got some psycho out there that puts it in a scrapbook, but. Yeah. Whatever. Psycho. Yeah, that's some, that's some psycho <laughs> shit. Some psycho thinking. shit. You keep it there. That's some psycho. I ain't gonna psycho. You different. You built different if you keep it thank you cards in these streets. You built way okay. different. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call the you. Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even give you a politically correct term. I got sociopath. I give you that. You know, I like calling people sociopaths. Because you keep thank you cards. Do you keep thank you cards? Or are you trying to tell us something? No, I don't like thank you cards. Right, I okay. tell people all the time, don't give that to me. This might sound like a joke, but I'm going to ask you a straight up question, Neutrella, since you said what you said. Who in their right minds keeps thank you cards? In their right minds keeds thank you cards? I'll, I'll wait. I'll pour myself a drink while I wait. 
I don't know. I'm, oh, wait, not, a thank a you. I'm not a thank you card person. You don't know exactly because they don't exist unless they're psycho. It's definitely not a norm. Far from it. It's not even an outlier. It's well, like out the outlier okay, of, the outlier of the outlier of the outlier. Yeah, you were gonna try. I know. I, I know. Because <laughs> that's what you do. Sometimes you don't know when to fold them. Like when you try to drag bottom into the quicksand. True. True. You I know. had nothing to do with that. She mm-hmm. definitely tried to grab me. Sometimes rationale goes out the window. Okay, let's in. switch this up. This is quick. wait. We've had this before. No, this nah, is. I'm about to say this tastes okay. disgusting. Yeah, I don't that's... like this. <laughs> 1800 now. Don't that's sponsor the, us with this nasty no, raspberry. Last, yeah. last time we had watermelon. Oh, well, yeah, get this that raspberry out of here. This should taste like, this should taste like the box that raspberries were in. <laughs> <laughs> this is gross. I can't remember the last song. That's what, I don't no, know we I've had, had watermelon. Oh, my God. This, we had watermelon last time. This tastes like stink just, breath. Just, just take it as a shot. Oh, wow. This shit tastes like halitosis. Oh, what the wow. fuck is this? It tastes like stink wow. breath. Mm, mm, mm. Just take it as a shot. Stop sipping it. halitosis. I'm so confused by it. I just, I my just body take it to the head. You definitely you got to prepare for some, somebody for something like that. You can't yeah. have them drinking Crown World. Good Crown. Yeah, match. blenders. The blenders. And then put some. And then put, I saw when she was doing it. Yeah, I saw a point too. I'll take the little soft shit. I never had that. I never had the raspberry. I think it was going to be a good break. I would like to take this moment to thank Crown Royal Blenders (laughs) Mash, Blended Canadian Whiskey, for bringing this to us as limited edition because this 1800 raspberry is not it. 1800, take that shit off the shelves. Get that shit off the production line. That's probably why she got it because it was on sale. No, it wasn't on sale. It was on super discount. The limited edition was on sale. This was on sale. This was not. I nah. bought it. I just bought this one because I wanted to try it. It I've don't need to be on sale. It don't need to be on sale. It don't need to be sold. <laughs> they need to tell their factory line, their production line workers to cut them machines, sack them shits off. I don't think it was terrible. It's Mm-mm. not terrible. It's, it's not just terrible. Not nah, good. It's just yeah. raspberry. It's just a nice tart. It tastes like spoiled tequila. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it's the blend from the blender's mash at the bottom. Nah, bro. Nah, it's there's nothing. Not there's no mash in it. The only mash in it is that raspberry mash. It got a little tart Maybe if you mix it, it with some lemonade. Maybe if I mix it with some water to rinse it out. Is it margarita mix or is it a margarita? Why are you really? I mean, it's a margarita because it's the <laughs> proof. The proof is, this bottle. I think it's because the proof is so low that it kind of confused me. It's a soft mix. I'm sorry that it's not up to your. Nah, I don't, I'm not no, even a drinker. I know what you're saying. I, I'm not even a heavy drinker. No, it's, but a margarita no, it, mix. No, I know what you're saying. This is not like they took tequila, did their little two things, took the whatever it did. No, this is they took some tequila, like a watered down version, and mixed it with mad fruits and shit to mix with that lower watered down version to that. make that. Yeah, it's like if you made a. It's like if you took, I don't know, a fraction of a whole number, and you just had to deal with that. So it's, it's like the stupid son. <laughs> a strong yeah, son. Yeah, the strong son. I ain't want to say it, but since we here, it's like the strong son. It's the strong son. No, it ain't the strong son, because the strong son will hit you hard. It's the weak son. Yeah, this is the this weak, strong. stupid son. It's faux strong. Yeah, this is the soft son. Wow. This is oh, the son, son that get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the son that get bullied. He don't know how to defend himself. He's so soft. 
it's not bad. It's, it's, it's yeah, okay. You can have. I'm it. gonna drink. Some I mean, it right tastes there. like juice, but it's nasty. That's all I'm gonna say. I think I think you mixed it with blenders. So let's talk about white people. White people. Okay. Well, we were talking about. Well, I was trying to go somewhere with that earlier, but then we still kept on a, a whole bunch of other things. But I was stemming off with your, your colonizer at your job, coworker, okay, who was white people, white people. So I'm starting to read this book. I'm only on the intro now, so you know, don't get me to talk about the details. But just from the title alone, I'm sure we can infer some things. I think a question came to me actually. So the book I'm reading right now, it's entitled White Fragility. Oh, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism. Oh. It's written by Robin D'Angelo, who's a white woman, with a foreword by Michael Eric Dice, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. So, like I said, we can the go... black man? Huh? The author's a white woman. Right. The foreword's by Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. The black man. As opposed to the Michael Eric Dyson, who's the white man? Who? What? Do you know a white Michael Eric Dyson? Dr. Michael Eric Dyson? No. All right, then. So is the black man. Yes. But what? why did you feel the need to say that? You, why do you need to clap? Doesn't that go without saying because it's a book about white people by a white woman. The four is written yeah. by Malcolm X. Ooh, the black man? What? Right. So, what? yeah, it's because remember, <laughs> well, if we think of it, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of times when we talk about white fragility, it's black people talking about white people's fragility. Right. White people never really want to acknowledge it or own up, take accountability for it. This oh, is a, this so is a white woman okay. taking accountability for her people and saying why they're, okay. they are so fragile about welcome. it. So okay. we're, welcome to the party. So we're finally getting somebody from the inside who's willing to address the shit. Right. Okay. So much so that Dr. Michael Eric Dyson decided to give a forward. She needed somebody to co-sign. Yeah. That's what she needed. She needed a little street cred on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he gave her the street cred in the foreword. I did read that. Okay. But... Like I said, let's just go off the title here. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure we've all seen it, experienced it. You got, you know, we've probably grown up in it. This is where my question is going to come in a second. We've probably even been raised in a way. I won't say we all because people have been raised different. I feel like Bahu was raised probably more militant than any of us at this table. But well, I don't know how I'm, I feel I'm about not, that. I'm not saying like Black Panther. No, what I'm saying is like. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you'll see where I'm going when I say this. Okay. <laughs> like, been raised I to like. That. I would say, never mind. No, you wasn't raised more till the middle the Bible. I, wasn't, wasn't I said at this table. That. I said at this table. Yeah, I was never going to say right. that. Right. Well, I wasn't raised more Middleton than Bahu. I know that. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that either. So what were you going to say then? I don't remember. It wouldn't have made sense if I said at this table. <laughs> there's nobody else at the table. There's really only three people. What the fuck? I don't know if there's somebody else I don't know about. I don't know I need some You got to stop drinking that margarita know. mix. That shit got you uh, thinking that's stupid. That's what it is. It got you thinking strong. That so <laughs> what I'm saying is. I've grown up in a world where there's been multiple, many occasions where I've kind of walked on eggshells for the sake of white people's fragile feelings. Maybe I didn't say what I kind of wanted to say or should have said for the sake of I have to keep the peace. Even if, like, let's say in your work career, like, you know, we've seen the memes where it says, it says something to the effect of black people have held their tongue so many times on the account of I need this job. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, to, basically, that's to accommodate white fragility. They don't want to address race or they don't want to address some bias or they want to assume that something that was said wasn't racist. Like you probably talk about the stories about my second job with some of the workers. And I feel like if confronted, they would be like, what do you mean? I didn't mean anything by that. I wasn't, why are you doing that? And you know, they want to cry and all kinds of bullshit. So, but, and I feel like I've walked on eggshells. And I feel like that's kind of where this book is. Like, Let's talk about the eggshells and let's start walking. Them. That's why I said, I won't say everybody's raised like that, 
Because just when I know about, and I'm not saying he hasn't been like that in his working career, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you have been, especially, you know, you've been in various positions in your work career. But I would say, like, let's say maybe in high school, I went to high, like, my high school was my first real encounter with white people in abundance. Like, in my public, my elementary, middle school, we always had, like, we had, like, one white kid in the whole school. But then when I went to high school, white kids might have been, like, 53% of the school. Mm-hmm. And then you start learning, like, oh. Let me, you know, well, maybe you can't say this, maybe you can't say that or whatever. I, I can see Bahu being like, yeah, fuck that, nah, we're going to say this. That's just, and I, I, that's literally just speculation just because I know his father a little bit. That's the only reason I say that. I know his father a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, if I'm wrong, just tell me. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I was never like that. I was. I was I, my father is definitely okay, like that, <laughs> without a doubt. He will say, and I've seen him do it when I was a kid, teenager, mm. adult, grown adult to the age where I am now. But uh, I was never like that as a kid, mm. and I, uh, I can see, I can see what you, I can see what you're saying. Okay, I was. You were what? I was that person. The minute, the one that night, mm-hmm. nigga. For, well, I guess I can believe that too. Now, see, I believe that because I just know you. You, I th- you just naturally don't have a filter. Black, white, Asian, whatever. True. So, I do have a filter. I'm, okay. False. I mean, maybe the filters, the filter might be there, but it's very rarely activated. <laughs> Non-existent is basically. No, yeah. but okay. Yes. I like was, for instance. Yeah, like for instance. I could see you activating your filter in your organizational role. Yes. See what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, I get that. But and I feel like that's like a very, that's a rare occurrence versus the rest of your life. That's the outline. It's hard. But outside of, yeah. And, I, and that's because that culture just calls for it. Right. And it's not necessarily you. And in this dynamic, because we're talking about white fragility, mm-hmm. you know, race matters. In this dynamic, it's not a race matter. So it's like, it makes, that changes a lot of the dynamic. But outside of that, like just going through life, Nutrella, yeah, your filter's not really there like that. Maybe it'll be there for elders, maybe. That's a maybe. That's not a definite it'll be there for elders. Maybe it'll be there for elders, but yeah. Like, yeah, you don't get my friends used to get upset with me in high school because of things that I would say. Mm-hmm. And they would say, oh, you can't say stuff like that. And my response was always the same. And if you ask any of the people mm-hmm. I went to high school with, they'll tell you. My response was always the same. It was... I don't understand why not. They're white and mm-hmm. they know. Right. So now, we'll, we'll take a look back. We're going to do a then and now kind of thing, if you will, for lack of a better term. So, I'm going to defer to Bob, since he's kind of been along the same path I've been. And I'm, I'm saying this from a standpoint of, and I'm still working on it. I'm not saying I'm totally there, where I do care a lot less about white fragility when I'm talking on shit. Like, I feel like you need to hear the shit. Yes, let's make it uncomfortable. Because fuck you. Why do I have to be the only one uncomfortable when I know I'm right, right? But let's go back to where we were doing it to make them comfortable. Why were we doing it? When I say why were we, it's like, again, your father was who he was. Like, my parents, they weren't about no shit. You know what I mean? Like, my mother, I've, I've heard the stories about when the white, the white folk try to challenge her. Like, say, a boss is at work trying And she come right the fuck back. And she said, they, she talking about they be so hot, but they can't do shit. Because all she did was talk facts. And her work, right. her, she, her work defines, you know, who she is. And they, nobody could tell her shit. My father? <laughs> 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 and when he bring that Grenadian accent? <laughs> and see, 
My mother will murder you eloquently, intellectually, intellectually eloquent. I use those words together because I don't want to say make it sound like my father's not intellectual because right. he definitely is. But my mother will murder you like Michael Eric Dyson will murder you intellectually eloquent. Right. He'll throw the school words. He'll throw the, my father, while he'll murder you intellectually, it may not be so eloquent. Right. He might call you a goat somewhere in his <laughs> in his shade. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he might right. say some wild shit. Right. So I said to say, given that even. Why were we still catering to the white fragility coming up? Yes, why were you? Both of y'all. Yeah, it's a I question. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I have an answer for why. Even still to this day, I think I'm always conscious of it. And because I think I have to be. Mm-hmm. Not just professionally, but personally as well. Um, but... I'm I, I'm not sure if I, I can articulate why, besides to say that I know that. Damn, that was loud, Trey. <laughs> she covered her mouth like that shit was gonna muffle it. Yeah, that, she just turned her face. Like, yeah, it wasn't even a full. They color, heard it. But, you know, yeah. I saw does. I saw the little sound beat bop on the. Damn. On the, yeah. <laughs> Richter scale, seven point two. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if I, I I'm doing it. I definitely do it consciously. And I do it because I know, especially these days, mm-hmm. that it could saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. That's a combination. The wrong thing at the wrong time could definitely mm-hmm. change the trajectory of your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily be in a negative way, but it, it could definitely change the trajectory. And I think for me and how I behave me personally that I feel like there's a certain way that I can approach things to make change and get people to understand without being um, how I saw my father and I think I've witnessed him go head to head like literally chest to chest with a police and not back with a police officer and not backing down okay yeah he when he got to the point where he just didn't give a fuck then I mean that's just what it was He, he didn't care he would tell you anything and everything and that's how he was. And I saw that and mm-hmm. I could see where I feel like I feel like when you're growing up, you take the best of both worlds and yeah. both your parents. And I feel like I take that from him. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I had something recently where my brother saw me react to a police officer that we had come in contact with mm-hmm. at the time. And they were like, oh, you kind of act just like, a, you know, just like my father. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it that way at the time, right. but it was interesting to hear them say that. Um, but still, I think I'm I try to be level-headed in all of my interactions mm-hmm. with everybody and not get too too high or emotional. But these days, I just refuse to even, even have some of those conversations mm-hmm. with uh, white people in general. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm not trying to necessarily work on the eggshells, but I'm just not, um, right. I'm not willing to have those conversations because either you know or you just don't give a, give yeah. a damn. It's and 2019. It's I do feel like in 2019, if you don't kind of get it, I'm not saying you got to be like, for lack of a better term, super woke, get it? But there's just some shit that's just basic, and I feel like you don't want it. So I have yep. been at the point where I'm like, I don't address these matters with them too. But then a part of me feels like, maybe they need to hear it in like, what, how my father would say, like you a goat kind of manner. But then it's like, I'm dead, <laughs> I might be just dedicating my energy to a fucking argument that's gonna lead to nowhere, and why would I dedicate my energy to that? That's kind but, of either mm-hmm. that or you'll just, um, Prove to them what they already think anyway. True. But 
But to kind of to um to kind of <laughs> I guess not answer the question that you I asked that you kind of re-asked about why we did it coming up. In addition to I'm not I, I don't have an actual pure answer per se, just a maybe a wise speculation. When I look at it, all right, because you know, of course, we even though we're raised by our parents, we go through different experiences than our parents in some respects. You know, like for like I've always always had this thing that your child should be your 2.0. Right. So, but that does even though 2.0 tends to be more advanced. That doesn't necessarily mean always mean, for lack of a better term, better. better. Right. But when we look at this dynamic here about catering to the white fragility, right? When I look at my parents, and this is really just coming to me now as we recording this. When I look at my parents, when they came, when they were growing up, you know, whether it be childhood or the young adult years, they had the black, they were in the Black Panthers time, the March on Washington times, the Rosa Parks sat on the bus times, the people who withstood fire hoses times. They had Martin, they had Malcolm, they had, you know, Pickham, they had Stokely, like, oh, Huey, all of them, right? I'm not saying we didn't have our leaders or whatever, but they had all that. And then, like, when I look at when I'm growing up, we had Jesse Jackson, we had Al Sharpton. I mean, they were out there on the front line. They weren't out there on the front lines with assault rifles. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, oh, this and that. They were preaching. We had pastors. I mean, I say Martin Luther King wasn't, but <laughs> for, for your Martin, you had your Malcolm. Nah, you're right. For you, whoever you had your Black Panther. Who do we have for our Jesse that we knew about in media? Because these people were known about in media. Who do we have for our Jesse? Who do we have for our Al Sharpton? You know, cause we, had, we had a lot of, um, we had a lot of Kumbaya folks. So you're saying that's why? I'm not saying that's why. I'm just giving speculation as to what could possibly contribute to it. Also, I did grow up in a world where, you know, and it's funny, I didn't really, this didn't really click till I was grown, you know. I used to hear this term, like, let's say if, I don't know, black folk were seen acting away or let's say wearing a certain thing, you would hear something like, that's why white people think what they think, da 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 And that kind of got a lot of carry because then I would start being like, do you see why white people think us? You know what's crazy? Right. I'm going to tell you what broke that for me. It had to be maybe three years ago at the most. Yeah, three years ago roughly. And I think I said something like that on Facebook. Like I shared something. And I was like, and my homegirl, McQuinta, she came on. She was like, yo, I don't understand why we feel like we need to get white people's approval for we could do this and that and the other. Like, why is it always this is what white people are going to think of y'all, da da da? And when I read it, you know, you read this, I read it, I'm like, a light bulb, I was like, oh, shit. She's fucking right. I think I even, like, texted her, like, I was like, yo, that shit blew my mind, da, 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 younger than me. So now, I think that's kind of, I feel like that really, like, now brought that turning point to where, I'm not saying I'm totally off eggshells, because I still got jobs, right? Right. But where I, I really give... I don't really give two shits about white people and if like I tell them like it is a lot of times like nah that shit ain't cool or, you know shit or or white people you know I start oh you start even noticing shit more like you know how you got the white people who really try to crack their jokes and then they only try to squeeze in the racial jokes because I always feel like they want to total test the waters oh oh if he lets me ride with this one race joke always. oh I'm good oh nah I don't even give you the crack a smile no more night no no nothing <laughs> I think that it might be also the fact that you guys are black men. 
versus a black woman. Yeah, I was going to get to that too. Because um, it's just this whole different stereotype that comes mm-hmm. along with being a black man mm-hmm. versus being a black woman. Because again, like you said, your homegirl is the one who made that comment. Yeah. I never felt like growing up I needed to monitor what I like. Because to me, I was like, whatever, you know your history, you're right. right. Why am I gonna no, you you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Own it or don't. I don't care. You know. Um, and I think that that might be part of it for y'all. Yeah. Just the fact of being a black man versus a black woman. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like in general, well, I felt before you said that, that in general that black women feel in general that they're trying to avoid the angry or angry black woman stereotype more than the angry black man stereotype. I get called that all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to try to fight it. And now, I just feel like that's your issue. And if that, you feel like mm-hmm. I'm an angry black woman, that's your issue. And then, uh, you know, I, and what's kind of carried me over the years too is my stature. The big black man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, so like for instance, cool story, cool story bro, back when we worked at MBNA. Because uh, we worked at MBNA. We started around the same time. Yeah, we right? did. And I remember... You know, you you work, you get your incentive if you hit your goals or whatever. Now, I wasn't really an incentive hitter. I was enough to make standby. I could never really hit it. So one month in particular, I finally hit my incentive. Height too, right? <laughs> Boom, right? Got, 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 got. So then, you know, the month, when the incentive check's supposed to hit, I saw my check. It didn't hit. I was like, hold on. So I went to my direct supervisor. You know, chain of command. Went to my door. I said, yeah, so, because they proved that I hit this. I said, yeah, so, I hit the incentive, but it didn't show up in the incentive check, da 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 And she's like, oh, she checks out, oh, yeah, I don't know why that happened, but I'm going to get on it, you know, da 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 right? Now, this is in a world where after postal workers are shooting up shit, so the term disgruntled postal worker was a thing. Yeah, it's going to play you know, to this in a second. So then, so I was like, okay. So some days passed. I hadn't heard anything. So, of course, you know, you worried about getting forgot, especially with your money. Right. So, I went, good business days, too. I'm not counting weekends. So, I went to her out there, like, a few days. I was like, yeah, so. Just following did up. You, did you uh, check on, you know, da, da, da? He's like, oh, um, just, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm still working. Like, okay, whatever. I'm cool. <laughs> a couple more days pass. So, at this, I, I, like, depart, district, department manager, his name was John, right? So before guys, a couple of more days passed, I went to her. I was like, hey, so just checking to see what the status update is on the incident joint. No, I said, so did you ever check with John like you said you would have? She's like, on what? Wow. Wow. So, right. That's, that's, in my, that's what I'm saying. Wow. So I said, no, I said <laughs> wow. on my, um, on the incident thing. Disrespect. And then she's like, oh, oh. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna work. I'm working. You know, at this point, I can clearly see you. It wasn't right. really mine. Not so a priority. I walked back to my desk at first. I guess you could say this was eggshells, Nitty, right? Walked back to my desk, sat down at it. I, I feel like I know this. Then, then it ate at my then it ate at my heart. <laughs> I was like, nah, this ain't right. Because I was like, nah, that woman clearly forgot. She said about what? And I came to her twice. So I got back up. I didn't get back. I didn't get on my phone. I got back up from my desk calmly. I was calm. Calmly walked to her desk, and I, cause I didn't know who John was at right. this point. The department. I just heard his name, so I went. I said, I "said Where's John's office?" <laughs> and she said, "Oh, um, it's right back here." And she's like, "Why?" I said, "Cause I need to go find out what's going on with my incentive check." <laughs> I was calm. 
Just like that. So, so I go to John's office. Hey, John, um, you know what I mean? My government name that Cheryl said at the nine-minute mark. And <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I was just trying to find out, you know, this. John hadn't heard about the situation. So I'm like, yeah, so this is the da-da-da-da-da. He's like, okay, I'm going to look into it, blah, 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 blah. All right. Boom. All right. Now I'm like, cool. So it got to where it needed to go. The man that can make the change. So I go back to my desk, mind my business. I'm willing to give it days again now. I'm at my day, my man. Next thing I know, my direct manager, she calls me into a meeting. Called me in a job. So it's now it's me in a meeting with her and she and John, her and John. So my head, I'm like, okay, I guess maybe we're going to address this check thing. John, leading to my son. Yeah, so you brought to my attention that, you know, you kind of went over, let's call her Didi. I don't remember her name. You went over Didi's head and come to me about this, but really, you know, chain of command says, da da da. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm, first of all, I'm a partner, like, huh? And my head, I'm like, what did she say? So I said, no, actually, uh, I went through her. And then he looked at her, she's like, she's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you did come to me, but I told you I was working on it. And you didn't really give me a chance to work on it because then you came back like, well, where's John? Where's John? And, me? and then she was like, she goes, yeah, I get it. You know, you didn't get your incentive. And I know you, that makes you disgruntled. And da, 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 da. She said, <laughs> so I left. She used that word? Yeah, she used the word disgruntled. Oh, and man. mind you, this was when disgruntled postal worker was oh, fresh. So when oh, she finished, I said, I said, first of all, I said, first of all, don't call me disgruntled because I wasn't disgruntled. You use that for postal workers that shoot up things. No, we're not going to do that. These are my words. I said, we're not going to do that. I said, I was very calm. I said, Didi, I came to you. I, li this was, I literally came to you and I asked you about the check. And you said, yes, that's right. I should have it. You verified it. And you said you would follow up with John. I said, I gave it days. You know, I didn't hear back from you. I came back to you and I said, Didi, do you, you know, I'm following up. See what's going on, John. You said you were working on it. I said, I came back again. And then your words to me was, what check or what? And she, I was like, and that's when I realized you weren't following up. You didn't address because you forgot. You proved to me it's yeah, not capable. You forgot. I said, that's why I came here. I looked at John I said, John, that's why I came here. I said, that's why I specifically asked you, where is all? At that point, he was like, oh, okay. He was like, he had that, oh, I came. Right. She was sitting there dumb. Right. But right. you could tell he didn't want to, like, abandon her. He was like, oh, okay, I see what you're going. He's like, okay, well, just know I'm working on it, you know, but. In the future, yeah, you know, just if you could just, I want to be like, bitch, in what future? I did the protocol, like, but again, you know, that was, I walked in, because really, I probably should have let him have it a little more. Like when he said, in the, no, I, in the present, in the past, I did do the way, John. We're not going to put this on me. But I feel like I kind of ate an L. I mean, I wanted to get my center check. I ain't going to lie. I felt, I felt a little strong because I did follow him. And I was like, where's John's office? Cause I was like, that's what my mother would do. That's why I said, that's what my mother would do this. Because sometimes I do shit. I'm like, my mom's would be mad if I didn't do it this way. So, I mean, try to tell. You said, I mean, you being the, feeling like you would respond in a strong way. You don't feel like that was strong enough? I mean, that response. was strong enough. But I probably wouldn't have asked him where John's office was. I would have just found John's office in my own. <laughs> I feel like that was. I mean, that yeah, was. I mean, but that's that's just me. Yeah. I would just been like, I'm not talking to her anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm moving on. And, yeah. and but it's like, I don't, and I don't, it's so crazy because you could, because now you're combining white fragility with, I don't want to say entitlement. I don't even want to say privilege. It's another word I'm looking for here. Caucasity. Let's call it caucasity because it's like it just went away from your mind. You knew you forgot. 
And instead of owning that, you just got offended because I, I didn't like the fact that you just pushed me right. away. So I think that on top of white fragility, caucasity, I think on top of that is somebody who thinks they're superior mm-hmm. to you in the chain of command. Well, uh, let's say, this was a white woman, right? Yeah. So I had a similar situation at the end of last year, and I feel like I handled it like you guys would have, which was really hard for me. And I feel like I don't know if that's a slight to me, but go ahead with your story. It felt like a little shady. Okay, go ahead. It felt kind of shady. Go ahead with your story, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, I'll it suck did, up my pride. Go it ahead. didn't work for me. And um, I mean, I still ended up getting what I needed to get. But still, the thing is, what I learned from my situation, what was told to me is that white women um, like to. Oh, yeah like to express a certain level of um, superiority about. whenever they get a little bit of it. If y'all listen because, to like, I want to say like episode three of this podcast, she gave y'all some of this. Go yeah, ahead. because they're lower on the totem pole in, in levels of, of concerns and issues. You got the white man at the top. We were like, oh, the white man mm-hmm. is the thing. Underneath them, in my opinion, is black men. And it's because it's the struggle of everything that happens with the black man. So now you got this white woman like, wait a minute, I'm white. Why am I below the black man? I don't belong here. <laughs> the voice. You know? And the hand. So, yes. <laughs> Y'all can't so, see that. When I post this video, <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. So it's like, that's where she is. And she's like, no, I'm not supposed to be here. So it was a little bit of that too. and Because that, that's what y- tried to happen with me. Like my, my classroom has windows. And the white woman, white, other white teacher told me that because she's been at the school six months longer than me, she has um, seniority to me, and I need to move into her room, and she needs my room with the windows. Now, granted, I would have gladly given the woman the room with the windows because I could care two less, two farts about these windows. I don't think that's how the saying goes, but go ahead. Yeah, I know, but I could have gave two farts about these windows. Right. In actuality, I don't like windows because I believe I'm well. I'm self-diagnosed anemic, so I get cold easily. You say you're self-diagnosed anemic? Is yes. that what you're saying? Okay. I don't know how, what that has to do with windows, but go ahead. Because windows let in drafts. So my room is colder than the average room. So I'd have gladly switched with this woman in the first place. But she made such a big deal about these windows that I refused to let it go. Because you had to be defined. Yeah, well, because again, when you think about it, think back into the 1950s and 60s and all of that. Mm-hmm. When the big wigs got the office, what was always the office was what? Windows. The windows. Right. So now I got the windows and I'm the newest teacher on the block. Right. So that was her issue. But my thing is, that's what I said. That's that white woman. So Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be above. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. I, dang <laughs> right. I kept the room. I mean, they're freezing. <laughs> but I'm in there. Right. Freezing. Okay. I got a, a space heater that's staying on all year. But all just year, so you, just so you can keep the windows. All year. What well, you mean, all school year? All school year. Oh, okay. Yeah, just so I can keep the windows. Saying, hold up. Oh, okay. Just so I keep the windows. So you got the windows. Yeah. And she's I even say, I even say things to her like, "Man, I wish this school ran on <laughs> because I can't stand windows." That's a perfect level of petty. I ain't gonna lie. That's perfect petty. You said the petty like and shade that. was last week. I, you know, yeah. a chance for well, this week. Well, this ain't subliminal. This, yeah. this, this is overt. And but this I mean, is like carried over to everyday life. Yeah, this is just exactly. Like that's, petty these the type of things that I say. Life. <laughs> these are the type of things I say to this woman on a regular day at school. But you know, I'm just saying. It's just I think my point is I feel like mm. she's a white woman, and for some reason they feel like they're supposed to be up there with the white mm. man who, for whatever reason, thinks that he's up there. I don't know. 
but it's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. entitlement going mm-hmm. on here. I feel like I'm going to be entitled from now on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to tell people. That's great. Let me ask you a question, Bahu. This is something we spoke about. on. Don't dismiss on, me. No, I didn't dismiss you. You said that's great. That is great. I wasn't like, no, it's literally great. Okay. Damn. I told you. I fit, you know what? Let me just say <laughs> for the record that I've listened to several of these podcasts and I've listened to Nitty change like the, like the subject or go in a different direction all the time. Right. I've never heard Nutrella take exception. Right. To, to oh, don't so dismiss me. I've even heard him say specifically, okay, so we're going to switch gears a little. Never exception, but when it comes to me, <laughs> to me. No, nah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, go ahead. But have that same energy <laughs> when you're around white men. Oh, wow. Ooh. She's trying to call me the subservient. Ooh. Wow. If you, had, if you had that kind of lip when the white man was wow. around. <laughs> this, is how, this is how the white man try to uh, divide yeah. us. Right. That's how they divide us. Now wow. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you to know your worth. Because don't I, just be trying wow. to take your worth. No, I was still staying wow. within the realms of the topic. Oh, okay. Wow. You didn't want to give me a chance. Wow. I don't even understand why. We've been doing this six weeks. This is our I'm blaming it on this dang on whiskey. Nah, you didn't drink whiskey. You didn't drink. Oh, you drink whiskey here. <laughs> I didn't, oh, even drink, whiskey. I didn't drink blenders now. You drank salted caramel whiskey. You drank apple whiskey, raspberry whiskey, raspberry margarita, wow. two coconut whiskey. Like it's like bubblegum shrimp of whiskey. But I didn't eat blenders. Oh my! Blenders eat, drink wow, blenders. that's brazy, mother. That's wow. brazy. Like boy, but um, no, I was gonna say a few episodes back. I almost lost my train of thought. I was holding tight to this. A few episodes back. We spoke about shit. Now nah, I forgot. Oh no! So a few episodes back, I brought up a scenario at one of my jobs where, and I want to get your take on this. Maybe you even heard the podcast episode. I'm not sure. Um, at my one of my jobs in the management, we had three supervisors, direct supervisors, kind of sort of. Well, two direct, but one kind of indirect. White man, Filipino. You heard this? Did you hear this podcast? I believe so. Filipino man and the white woman. We heard about the circus thing. I believe so. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Remind so me. for those who didn't hear it, um, white man, Filipino man, white woman. And they're kind of like a three-headed dragon, if you will. Like prior to them taking over, there was one lady who had all those positions, but she left. But their man, senior management decided to kind of break that up between those three people instead of putting that on one person. So the white woman in the group, she says... We're like a we're like a circus or a three way circus. And she was like, she says, and I'm using her words. It's like I'm the ringmaster, the white man is 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 uh, the clown, mm-hmm. and the Filipino man is like the monkey. And she said this, so you already know monkeys a trigger word for black people, <laughs> yep. as it should be, yep. coming from white people. Yeah. So when she said that, I kind of lifted my head like, oh, so now. The Filipino man was there when she said he heard her loud and clear. He didn't respond. It was kind of like laughy, laughy, blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, had she said that to me or another black man, there would have had to be a consequence and a repercussion. Mm-hmm. I was at this crossroads where, because I guess Filipino, let's put that, let's place that under the brown category, right? And he's, he's a brown complexion man. 
Y'all know you can have light complexion Filipinos. I mean, I'm not saying that necessarily makes a difference, but we know across different cultures that can make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. To the, the people, at least. So I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, am I supposed to jump in for him? Like, does he, do we count this? Like, is he one of mine? Like, but then I was like, the fact that he didn't get offended or at least he didn't get uncomfortable. I think that's what it was. I think even if, if he showed like he was uncomfortable with it, I feel like that would have been warrant for at least, that would have been in my grandma, like, all right, let's nip this. Right. But he laughed, ha, 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 Not right. saying a black man necessarily would because we saw what happened with the Fox News anchors and like mm -hmm. whatever yeah. channel. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to jump in or not. As crazy as it sounds. So I didn't jump in. Plus, I took so long thinking about it, I feel like the statute passed on that moment. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you now. Put you in that situation. What do you think would have been the proper recourse? Because I feel like, let's say she called me a monkey. Let's say me and you were working together. She called me a monkey. I feel like you would have been like, oh, 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 oh. Black man. But here we are. Yeah, so... I was in a position like that probably two or three years ago. Not, it was a little bit more subtle. And that type of, type of I, I, let me explain with the position I was put in before. Mm -hmm. So I was in a training where we had somebody come in. It was a white woman. She mm -hmm. came in to do a training. And she was talking about how um, she was going out to people's houses. And um, she encountered this male who was really intimidating mm -hmm. in order to make her point she said this is a big black man he was about six four mm -hmm. and she mentioned that he was black mm -hmm. and to me it was totally unnecessary for her to right. mention his race or ethnicity right. um so in the moment it just it you kind of drive my point home about in the moment I didn't say anything, but I went to her afterwards because I respected her and I felt like she needs to know that there was it was it was unnecessary. And I think for her it was unconscious. It was just mm -hmm. and that's unconscious bias. That's the mm -hmm. training that a lot of people have that it's they, they don't think that they're perpetuating stereotypes, but she was. Mm -hmm. And I went and told her, You're perpetuating a stereotype by saying that this mentioning that this person happened happened to be black. Mm -hmm. And your situation that you that you just mentioned. Yeah. That's something you could have went to him afterwards and said, I mean, uh, or in the moment. I mean, even in the moment. Um, but it depends on the type of person that you are. Right. Um, it really, it, Nutrella is probably going to be, yeah. uh, what'd you say? Um, mm. Yeah, nah, nah, that's not going to fly with me. Nah, it's like, but I probably would have just said, I'm sorry, can we um, discuss the relevance of his? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to, yeah, I'm probably going to be a person like, that one, see, this person, this Situation is, I don't want to say it's a little more subtle. I felt like it was more subtle, but your situation, I feel like I mean, I'm, I still don't know if I would have said something explicitly, yeah. mm -hmm. but I would have looked at somebody else like, did I hear what I just yeah. said? Yeah, and I didn't have anybody there because my homegirl who I'm tight yeah. with there, she's black, I, I text her about it and she was like, damn, I would have said, damn, a monkey is the best animal you could have picked. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or she said, no, she said, a monkey is the best reference you could have made. And I was like, damn, that was gold. I could have used that. Yeah. And then it kind of feeds in the moment. It kind of feeds in what you said about, like, you know, or maybe what you said, who I think it was about black women could kind of just, no, you said it. Neutrella said, like, based on a black man's position as a black man, whereas black woman, you know, it's like, now nah, we're going to hit you over the head with that. And I guess, yeah, that kind of goes to your point. I mean, yeah, because normally, 
because you can you can like I said you can ask the question and it not sound yeah. like you're coming for their neck when mm. you are coming for it. Right. You're just letting them know. So blame or no shade. You heard them, and mm. I want you to know. Like it was weird. I was I had open house this week, and um, but it, the it was at your white at my school. Yeah, so it was white parents in there at the time. Um, just sitting there waiting for the rest of the parents to come in. So the one teacher said... Hold on. So we... All right, go ahead. So we're not going to just adjust how you said there were white parents there waiting for the rest of the parents? They were. So what happened was... So, so we're not going to adjust no, we'll who, you were, who you were waiting for. Let's address who it. They no, we were, were waiting no we were waiting for other white parents. What happened was okay. they had an assembly in the auditorium, and these white parents skipped the assembly and came to the teacher's classrooms when they weren't Thank supposed to be there. Thank you for clarifying it. Thank you for clarifying it. So we're sitting in there, like they're not supposed to be there, so I'm still getting my stuff together for when the parents are supposed to be there. Right. And one of them says to me, oh, you're really involved in your sorority. And I said, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you have um, sorority pictures hanging up on your wall. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess, yeah. And then the white lady says, oh, that's awesome that you still do that. Doesn't it stop after college? And I was like, no, historically black fraternities and sororities, they continue on. I was like, even after you die, you're in the Omega Omega chapter, which is for people who have passed. And he was like, oh, okay. So then the white lady says, so. The same white lady. The same white lady. She says, so um, historically black sororities and Wait a minute, am I supposed to say black or colored? Wow. (laughs) Bumbo! So I say, well, the appropriate term would still be historically black fraternities and sororities since that's what I just said. And I'm sure you heard of the term HBCU that stands for historically black colleges and universities. Please don't use the word colored. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But to me, that was a dumb question. You just heard me say. If you had to historically guess. Historically black fraternities and sororities. If you had to guess the age of this white woman. <laughs> I would put her what? in her mid to late 40s. Yeah, she should know better. Yeah, she should know better. Mm-hmm. She should know better. They don't want to know better. And that's, them, that's. Yeah. Just I was get, like, who uses the word colored? Now, right. Get into the conversation about white fragility, like we were talking about, the book that, you t- that you're mm-hmm. reading. I feel like there's a certain there's a certain tact that you need to take when you have conversation with people that are in power. That's not just white people, mm-hmm. or but with people that are in your chain of command above you. Right. Um, for your job, personally, professionally, in general, that, that exists. But there's also, like you were saying, that some people just, white people, at this point, I'm of the opinion that they, they know and they don't care. Mm. So I refuse to have those conversations in my personal life, um, in general. It's tantamount to the white people that be like, slavery was how many years ago, yeah. and you're blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to Motherfucker, convince you. we 40 years removed, 50 years removed, whatever, for the civil rights, like, stop. And shit's still in place, like. So... Ooh, bootstraps, I, bootstraps. At my school, um, this a couple of students got together to create a black student union. They put in the proposal to have a black student union. Is a high school you talking at about? The high school. 
They put in a proposal at the end of last year. Oh yeah, to I have the, high, the yeah. Black Student Student Union in um enacted. It is what's up. The anyway, principal right? at the time um approved it. Mm -hmm. At the end of the school year, and this during the summertime, another group of students put in, long put in a request. Put in a request for a minority student union. Wait, say that part again. Come another on. group of Who? students put in a request for a minority student union. Come on. Another group of students other than black. The, the black people that put in for a black student union. Yes. Put in for a minority student union. Come student on. union. Come yes. On. That included they okay, so this is the problem. Okay, so the go ahead. I'm sorry. So then now we get a new principal. So I'm asked to be the advisor of the black student union. Of course. And the Spanish teacher is asked to be the advisor for the minority student union. Okay. So the new principal calls me over the summer and says, well, is there really a need for both? Why can't we just merge them into the minority student union? So I say, well, you need to take a look at the goals and the objectives of both organizations Come on. and see whether or not they're the same thing. Intellectually if they're eloquent. not the same thing, then no, we can't just merge Intellectually them. eloquent. Great response. Okay. So we have a meeting. That's my mother. And we find out that some of the goals are similar, mm -hmm. but they're also still very different. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the advisors after having the conversation me and the spanish teachers say mm -hmm. that there needs to be two separate organizations that's a great assessment come on, come on. the principal who is a white man because ola and bsu are different first says um we had two separate meetings the first meeting he says well i'm trying to create an inclusive culture and by calling something the black student union it creates a decisive culture mm -hmm. where um he said, as building principal, I need to be able to explain to the community the purpose of both organizations mm -hmm. and why we have them. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was, okay. That was explained. So I say, by, okay. okay. Right. So I right. say, okay. And he was like, I'm still not understanding why we can't just have them both. And my it's, response to him was, it sounds as if. You heard the, the two statements, Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I said, this sounds like an All Lives Mattering, the Black yep. Lives Matter statement. Exactly what happened. And what I said to him was, I said, I agree that there needs to be inclusion in everything it is that we do, but we cannot become so inclusive that you no longer now have the individual mm -hmm. stories mm -hmm. that create the inclusion in the first place. She said what my mama might have said. My daddy would have called so, him a goat. <laughs> so this is what I this is intellectually what I eloquent, and he says, "You know what? I didn't think about that." So he sits back Bet and he thinks about bitch. it. So now we have our second meeting. So now we have our second meeting second where meeting. we're still saying that these two organizations need to be separate because mm -hmm. they're dealing with two separate issues. And it just and confirmed the Hispanic teacher who is. Part of the minority, minority student union. union is supporting you. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because at this point now in this meeting, I say, because he's saying how we can all discuss these things. And I say, okay, so then explain to me how I have a conversation with all of the people in the minority student union about the use of the N-word towards me. Come on. How do I have this conversation in this, in this place with all of these different um, aspects? I said, sometimes 
Well, he's like, well, this is where you get an opportunity to educate everyone on the use of the N-word and blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I say to him, sometimes I just need to vent. Right. And before I can educate anyone about anything, mm. I have to be able to express myself about what it is that how I feel. Okay. And mm -hmm. you, I'm taking away the Black Student Union takes away that spot for me to vent before I can educate. Talk about it. Cause we don't get to we don't get to throw around the S word for Hispanics, the K word for Jews, right. you know, whatever you want to call for Indians. And again, and he keeps acknowledging. Remember, I'm the white man in the room trying to, and I'm sitting here. So why are you being this person? But okay. Right. That's so all then he ask. says to me and the rest of the group. So what happens if we have a black student union, and then some other kids come and say they want to have a white student union? You heard that right, Bahu. <laughs> What? So now, what am I supposed to do? See, so you have to understand the decisiveness that comes from the words "Black Student Union." <laughs> okay. <laughs> all in all, after he says that, he says, "Because I am the building principal, and I have to be able to explain this I to said the so. community." Woo! These two, it sounds like because I said so. Okay. These two organizations must be merged. Okay. okay. And I will wait for you guys to put the new proposal together with the new set of objectives and goals. And my father would have called him a goat. You know what? I Or oh, I realize. In the past probably two and a half years, mm -hmm. I have been more and more convinced. I would say probably three and a half years. I'm convinced at this point that segregation is fine. Woo! It's fine. Segregation is not bad. Being separate is okay. I got a guy. I got a scholar who would argue you down and say that's bullshit. You know what I'm talking about too, Trav. I I, I understand. I, and I, and I, got Cliff. I and yeah. I can understand that argument and that agreement. I, I totally understand, but we are. I, I feel like we are fighting so hard to become equal and be on the same mm. plane. Maybe we just need to be separate. Separate. Our own plane. Yes. Why, why are we trying to be on that plane? I get it. I get it. You know. Um, again, let me just repeat the name of this book. It just seems to fit us so well. As yes. It's called White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism, written by Robin D'Angelo, a white woman, foreword by Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, a black man, the black Michael Eric Dyson. <laughs> the, the black one, not the <laughs> Actually, white one. She's, not black, um, Hispanic, Asian, <laughs> Philippine. How I even learned about this book, it popped up on like one of the... HD monitors at the um, Wilmington Library, mm -hmm. and she's actually coming to the Wilmington Library to discuss her book. Oh. I forget the date. I got to go back and check That's it because it was like they, they told me they weren't sure if I was going to get the book because you know I got it. So now that I'm reading, it, I want to check and see if like hopefully it's in a few you know further off so I can go check it out. Now I will say I got a guy who one thousand percent I respect his views. I have, and, I'm, and I'm not saying you know I'm not gonna. But I respect this view because I'm like you. No, no, I've heard all of the podcasts oh, okay. and radio shows that. Clip, yo, this is clip. the guy. He's my <laughs> guy. Yo, spread that to the other people. Spread love. It's the Long Island way. 
I have I, I listen I listen frequently <laughs> and I strong <laughs> out up. I listen to the, what Cliff says and I really really uh, respect and honor what he says and I really look into it. all the things that he proposes that we look into. I really do. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where I feel like the more and more I think about society where we are today, I feel like listening to him, what he said where America was great. I remember listening to what he said where America was great when I just feel like honestly Well no, he he never said America was great. He addressed when they say he was if they had to be one, it was at that time, right after the um civil war but it wasn't great because when, that's when they created when it was great for black people. Right. And when it was great for black people, that's what I'm trying to get to. Honestly, that's yeah. that's really what I'm trying to get to. When it was great for black people, when, when, when we, we did our own. own. When we did our own, and I listened to him, mm-hmm. and I researched based on what he said, and it, it really is really us doing what we have to do for ourselves rather than um, trying to think about um, what other people think of us and right. how we want to include other people. Mm-hmm. Just doing what we, really what we have to do for ourselves mm-hmm. and having... Um, a common understanding amongst our, amongst ourselves about how we're going to move to progress forward. So, right, and you know, I feel like what you did was create a perfect moment for me to segue because you were talking about kind of us doing our own, and I'm sure we might have heard this term before. Um, you know, you've heard about the seat at the table, mm-hmm. but then you've also heard about why not create your own our own table. So, I want to get y'all thoughts on what I'm about to play. I'm about to play an excerpt, if you will. We doing excerpts now, y'all. <laughs> Upgrade. So I listen to it's a podcast called Jamel Hills Unbothered. Mm-hmm. Jamel Hills, a former ESPN sports broadcaster. She's also a she's not with them anymore. She's a columnist for the Atlantic, and she's a podcaster. As far as I'm concerned, she's one of the journalist gods. Like I respect or most just about everything she writes on reports or all of that. Everything like Jamel like. That's a dream interview for me. So I listen to her podcast weekly. Now, well, last week or maybe two weeks ago, she did a podcast with a sports agent by the name of Nicole Lynn, a black female sports agent. Um, she actually made history recently as the first African-American woman sports agent to represent a top three draft pick in the NFL. So... She actually, uh, I have so she's the real life Tasha Mack. Oh, shit. Tasha did. Did Tasha have a top three here? From, um, the game. Okay. The television show. I, yeah, I mean, I know the game. I didn't know she had top three. But, um, yeah, so she had, um, in this, in this most recent NFL draft, the 2020 draft, in the 2019 draft, she, rep- her, she represented Quinton Williams. Who's the number three pick by the New York Jets? He's a defensive tackle. Okay. So set history because you know the sports, um, the sports agent business is predominantly men, right. white men, blah 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 blah. So it's right. a big thing, right? So I'm listening to this podcast with Jamel Hill, and you know she's going on talking about this, and there was one part where she discussed about her goal. Because all of her clients are black. Okay. She has, let me see, in terms of athletes in the NFL, she got, what's that, 3, 6, 9, 12, 
15 athletes in the NFL. That's one awesome. of one of the 15 is a free agent. So 14 out of 15 athletes they're currently on an NFL team. That's awesome. That's fucking bananas. Yeah. And she actually has two coaches that she represents. Coaches? Yeah. Uh, Chip Vinny of the University of Oklahoma. I didn't know, I I didn't know, know coaches, coaches had agents. Yeah. I didn't know either. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Honestly, I didn't know that. Me neither. Chip Vinny of the University of Oklahoma, Jamarcus McFarland of Stephen F. Austin University. And she actually started representing softball players because she felt like softball is an underrated, underviewed sport and these mm. women go hard. I didn't know that, like to the point where I didn't know until this is podcast, which is two, like a little more last week. I didn't know softball had a pro league. Mm-hmm. I thought at the college, it was like the Olympics or kind of just, you know, nothing. So she actually represents softball players pro bono because I guess the sport is so underpaid, da 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 but she wants to try to revolutionize it to change that. So she has three softball okay. players, um, three women. And actually, she's just she just started putting her foot in the entertainment waters too. So she has um, two um, entertainers, Eric Law, she's a dancer in the American Ballet Theater Corp, and another girl named That Girl Lately, she's a rapper. But let's go back to the sports. So three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eight, fifteen players, fourteen of them in the NFL currently. One of them is a top three draft pick, bro. The number three. She's doing her thing. She's doing her thing. So let me play this excerpt and then we're gonna discuss it, okay? Cause this kind of caught my eye. Let me see if I can. What uh as you got deeper and deeper into this profession, what was something that surprised you about either interaction with players or um, you know teams or whatever what was it that surprised you um, that you discovered hmm there's a bunch of surprises it feels like um, you know I think there the surprise for me was how hard it would be to get white players so I don't represent a single white athlete it is hard uh, you know it's hard to get players but to get a white male to trust me is my next goal mm-hmm. right I have one player that's biracial like me um, but I don't have a single white football player. What do you think that I don't trust? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I have no clue. It could be by happenstance, right? I won't blame it on anything. I don't know what it is. But I, I never knew. I knew it'd be hard to get guys, but I didn't realize the disparity based on what their race was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my hope now is, okay, I want to be able to break in to a world of white athletes, Samoan, whatever that may be. You know, it's not just black athletes. Well, just in general, I mean. So now. My question here is, because we're talking about seats at the table, let's make your own mm-hmm. table. Because when I'm, I'm listening to this, first of all, respect to her. Uh, she's, um, if this matters to anybody, she's mixed race, black and white. I mean, her features give off black. If that matters to any, you know, if that, because that may serve relevance for people. You it know, serves relevance. It serves yeah. relevance here, especially because, you know, even though I gave you a two-minute excerpt throughout the podcast, I mean, she acknowledged she was, uh, you know, mixed. But throughout the podcast, she's acknowledged her blackness. She never really acknowledged her white. Like she talked about being a black woman in this, da 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 da. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm sure you know where I'm going, Neutrella. Thanks for the entertainment. Let me ride. I'm sitting here like, well, what's so terrible about? I'm not saying she's saying it, but what would be so bad about just having an all-black conglomerate of athletes or actors? Or she's talking athletes. Let's talk about athletes. What's so bad about having, you can have this fucking kingdom, for lack of a better term, of black athletes that you're representing, pushing, 
changing the culture, moving because we we already moved the needle of well everything really. But in sports, it's us. A sport where I think they said what seventy five percent of the athletes I think at least are in the NFL mm-hmm. are black. Zero percent are owners. Um, coaches probably like one percent of some bullshit, right? So what caught me is when she said one of my next goal her goal is to get a white athlete and i'm like does that even need to be a goal you got 15 athletes four in the nfl nfl the odds of you making an nfl any pro team nfl nba mlb one percent less than one percent sometimes depending on what it is you might get a better chance in the lottery right mm-hmm. you got 14 players in there and they're black and you acknowledge your blackness is that not great enough? Let me say, let's keep building this black athletes. Let me build this sports conglomerate. I'm not saying you have to turn away white athletes if they want to come. But I, if I'm in her shoes, do I care about pursuing the white athletes for real? Like, so let me get your thoughts on that. My thoughts are, when we first started talking this before you played the excerpt, mm-hmm. we never mentioned the race of any of her people. Right. And without mentioning the race of any of the people that she was already representing, mm-hmm. we all said, wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. That to me, that was good enough. Yeah. My thing, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing or, or, or not, you know, because again, just like you, you claim you I'm not claiming, you know how you tell everyone you're mm-hmm. not homophobic, but right. people try to put you there. I'm not, I guess, Racist against mixed people, right, or anything like that. But I do feel like um, I don't know how to put this. Like when people, it'll stop. When you're when you're mixed, when when you're mixed, I'm not taking away your, any of your cultures. Mm-hmm. You're you're mixed for a reason. You have more than one culture. Mm-hmm. But I beg to differ when you say. Oh, I'm the first black woman, this, this, and this. Because you're not really. Mm-hmm. You're the first mixed woman yeah. to do A, B, and C, D, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, you're not fully black. Again, I'm not taking it away from you because you are the first. Mm-hmm. But call a spade a spade. Even with Which them many saying... many would take offense to that term, but okay. Even, even, even saying, you know, Barack Obama was the first black president. Mm-hmm. I go with it. I roll with it. I'll call him the first black president, but, but to me, he was the first mixed president. He may have more of his black features, but he was the first mixed president. So, so you don't, don't you don't deal in the one drop rule. I was <laughs> wavelength. I don't really. Okay. You're mixed. The one drop rule is something that that was put upon us by other people as a mm-hmm. definition, because they needed a way to classify people and it was a way to keep you down as a person because they were already saying that black mm-hmm. people were three-fifths of a man in the first place okay. so now in my opinion mm-hmm. so my, my thing like oh okay so now I have this growing race of people so in your opinion and, 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 and the views and opinions especially by the individuals on the Sunday Dinner Podcast <laughs> and those are solely those set individuals that do not necessarily represent the, their views of Sunday Dinner Podcast Nitty in the City or Anchor.fm or any of its affiliates so real quick, and I don't want to continue to feel like we're dividing or splitting hairs or anything like that, but at what point do you think, in your perspective, is somebody not mixed? Period. 
when it's somebody well, not mixed. I mean, if you think about it all together, and yes, we all are mixed people. We all have different origins of different whatever in us. Even the people who are of African American descent. So it descent, makes the, the person that we're talking about, Barack Obama, whoever I said, else. I call it mixed, mixed, straight up. If you can, if you claim yourself to be mixed, she said, I am someone of mixed. mixed she said, I am someone of a mixed race. Meaning, I guess you, you had a, a mom and a dad mm. that was two different things that you can pinpoint. I'm 100% sure that if I did DNA ancestry, I'm going to be some other stuff that I had no idea of what I was. Mm -hmm. But I can't pinpoint that. Mm -hmm. If you can pinpoint, oh, my grandmama was Irish and my, my grandfather was African. So now it gets to me. Oh, my mama was this and my daddy so was this. In your but opinion, you, it's about being able to pinpoint. If pinpoint it and you identified yourself as mixed. So she some, identified herself as mixed. So is it Barack Obama identified himself as mixed. Is it self-identification? It's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both for me. But it's but at the same token, I'm not sure if this is gonna change anything. She identified herself as black several times in the same. Interview. True, but you also identified yourself as mixed as well. Yeah, she if did. you're mixed, yeah, she you're did. mixed. Okay. The, like, why are you negating that part of you? I don't. That think is a. I mean, my thing is that's a whole other culture in itself too. Let that culture rise. Let that grow as well. There's a growing culture of mixed people. You know what's funny? And again, this might not change things. Like I said, I've only gotten to the introduction of white fragility, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism. But in the full, in the introduction, she you know, she's addressing, you know, black versus white basically. But she said the author said, you know, even though she feels like she can't do for like I'm 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 paraphrasing here, do justice to biracial folk. Because, of course, you know, there are different factors and dynamics. Mm -hmm. and, you know, she wants to try it. But she said one of the reasons it makes it so difficult is because she gave an example. Let's say you're biracial, black parent, white parent. But maybe you were only raised with the white parent. Or you were only raised with the black parent. So even though you're mixed, you might only identify with the house in which you were raised in. Correct. Even if you have the features of the opposite. So you can have the black features, but identify with the white. Or vice versa. I, and I don't know Nicole Lynn's race growing up situation. Right. That could could that be a factor in why one would say? I mean, she acknowledged she's mixed, but then again, she kept going with the black narrative like multiple times in it. Right. And, well, I have a student. Same mm -hmm. thing. The student is mixed. Her mother is white. Her father is black. She's being raised, mm -hmm. and she identifies as white. Okay. She acknowledges and says, oh, my dad is black, but then she'll say, like, I don't know where he is. I don't know that side of the family. I don't know any of that. I know this side. This is me. But you can clearly tell that there's more to what she is saying that she is. My thing is the same way black people should not be ashamed of their identity and, you know, stand up for their identity and what they are. Mm -hmm. I feel like the same thing should be happening with, with mixed people. You don't have to necessarily identify or conform to one side of you. Okay. You are what you are. Do you, okay. Did you hear did you hear the excerpt? I heard part of it. Okay. I heard part did of it. Did you hear about so, about her goal? What yeah. kind of athlete she wants to represent? Because I played again, I already got to set back. I, I didn't hear let, her, let me, her goal. Let me, let me run it again then. 
But I don't <laughs> think I don't think that that should be a goal. Have had that same level of work ethic that I have, um, and that is respectful. So what uh, right as you got deeper and deeper into this profession, what was something that surprised you about either interaction with players or um, you know teams or whatever? What was it that surprised you um, that you discovered? Hmm. There's a bunch of surprises, it feels like. Um, you know, I think the surprise for me is how hard it would be to get white players. So I don't represent a single white athlete. It is hard. I, you know, it's hard to get players, but to get a white male to trust me is my next goal. Mm-hmm. Right? I have one player that's biracial like me, um, but I don't have a single white football player. What do you think that... I, I did hear that part, and I heard you ask why can't she... Just accept where she's at and saying that the goal is to, not the goal, but yeah, I won't say accept, but realize, you know what? That's I got a strong conglomerate, yeah. Right. Especially, especially because multiple times she acknowledged her black side until she got right here when she started talking about mm-hmm. having the white player. Yeah. Now biracial plays a play a part. Yeah, and, and I, 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 yeah, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I have no clue. It could be by happenstance, right? I won't blame it on anything. I don't know what it is. But I, I never knew. I knew it'd be hard to get guys, but I didn't realize the disparity based on what the race was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my hope now is okay, I want to be able to break in to a world of white athletes, Samoan, whatever that may be. You know, it's not just black athletes. Well, just in general. But you identified so, yourself yeah. as she threw a black Simone, woman. I feel like she threw that Simone in there because she's like, oh, right. shit. My thing is, you identified as a black woman the whole entire time. Now you start saying, I want to get white players, you know, but I have someone that's biracial like me. Mm-hmm. So, so now you can play a different card. So now you want to play the card when you want to play it. So no, be biracial all the time. Yeah, I feel like in general, people want to be able to expand their horizons when it comes to the amount of people they can reach. I don't want to say money, right. but the amount of people they can reach at all times. And um, in this particular situation, I don't. I personally don't feel like it's as important because she's in a field where um, it'd be different if she was in a field where, or an industry where, right. Yeah, so I understand that. I would understand somebody saying that I'm really She's trying to expand mm-hmm. because I only have a couple of black athletes and I'm really trying to expand, but you're in a uh, black dominated market um, sports. Sport. So it's really not necessarily to get, you don't, you don't need white approval mm-hmm. in some spaces. And I, didn't need, even think, and I didn't even think about it from that standpoint. Some spaces you need white I feel like approval. Strength thing, I feel like that strength. I feel like that strength. I feel like that strength things the whole but, build your own table. Because, like, based on what you're saying, I agree. If she was a tennis agent and she said that, maybe this narrative is that. I'm not saying it definitely is. I know. Maybe this narrative is that because I, w- I would understand. I'm tennis not saying it's is right. Wrong or right? Because tennis is dominated understand. by white players or golf. Like you can't get enough by money. white players. Yeah. Like you can't. You can't really survive. Well, and is, you're trying to. Let's say you're trying to reach a bigger audience. I can see that. And maybe. Maybe your goal is not really to reach those people, but to reach a bigger audience. But with football, that's kind of a tough argument to make. I don't. I, I, don't, I think it's the wrong argument to make. You are a woman in a male-dominated society, in a male-dominated black sport. woman 
industry. And, and, she and, and and a, yeah. But I'm saying, I don't, I don't care what race you are. You're a woman in a male-dominated industry. industry. Mm -hmm. You are representing 15 men. And 14 point, are playing at the highest level. At this point, race doesn't even matter. I think it matters. I won't say race doesn't matter. It only matters because you're representing a, ra a race that is the majority in the field that you're representing. It'd be different if you were representing the minority and you're saying you're trying to reach out to more. I kind of feel like... I and, see and, what you're and, saying, and, 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 but and I'm, I'm saying... I kind of this point. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I feel like in a lot, most things, race is always going to matter. So to say race doesn't matter is kind of tough because like, if she's a white agent, would it be, would it garner, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how much pressure she's garnered. Agent, she, it would make, kind of make sense. Right, like. She's getting but, shut out. If she's a white, if she's, right, a, if she's, a, if she's white, a white female agent, would it, My you know thing I mean? is, okay, so when you deal with women and in black women in general, you have to now decide which, which fight you're going with mm -hmm. that the black man does not have to deal with. Do I fight for the rights of my woman or do I fight the, for the rights of my race? It's kind of hard to do both at the same time. So that's what I'm seeing. So it, it does matter per se because she is a biracial or black, whichever she wants to be at the mm -hmm. time, but she's always woman. <laughs> you know what's funny Shady. too? What's funny, I would say it's funny, not funny. Same. What's funny, not funny? And I wish I remember at what part of the interview it was. So I actually wrote down what part of this interview this was. It was the top part in the interview. Again, she acknowledged her blackness. And um, Jamel was asking her about, like, the trouble with, like, let's say, a, uh, your player's not calling you back or getting, like, you're pursuing a player to be your client. And you're going through all the jump through these hoops and they don't call you back or respond or whatever, right? Because mm -hmm. they got options. Right. And she said something to the effect, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I'm almost on point when I say this. Mm -hmm. She said something to the effect of, yeah, because, you know, I feel a way too, because it's like, you know, um, oh, because they're talking about getting ghosted by the players. That's what she, right. that's what the, Jamel was like, right. you know, you do all this and they go, she said, she was like, yeah, I get ghosted and I feel a type of way because, you know, it's like that whole thing about like, I feel weird because like, I'm a black girl and I'm chasing this black man and he now he's ghosting me. She said these words on this podcast. And I'm like, damn! Yeah. So you just put that on black dudes all wild? Yeah. It was a wild statement, B. I was walking, I was literally, I never I'm walking up fucking Bainham Boulevard like four days ago, maybe. And I was like, damn, that's a wild narrative to put yeah. out there to the people. Especially, especially because you, you steady identifying as black. Right. So if you're doing that, don't, because for my part, you dragging. Right, don't throw them under don't, the bus. Yeah, don't drag See, our people. And that's why I said, I think it goes back to- How does that like, turn them out to me, a relationship? To me, to me, it would have been more to say, I'm in a male-dominated right. profession. It's about- So maybe you're being ghosted for that Because you're a female. Because you are right. a female. Or you're a woman, not a female. Because right. that, that, like, that almost sounds like- Versus yeah. the men that are in Because that sounds like, industry. so Tom Brady ghosted you, it's cool because he's white. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, right. but my thing is, so is it is it still a problem if he ghosted you for another black man? Right. So is it a race thing? Or is it a gender thing? Yeah, I forgot. I, I wish I, I would have said that I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah, I wish that I would have said that. She should have made part. it seem like. I think I, so hot, I got so hot. I think I blocked it out. But that's what I'm saying. I so too. that's why yeah. I said it's, it's a different dynamic yeah. for a black woman mm -hmm. because you have to kind of decide 
all right, which fight am I fighting today? Am right. I fighting my woman fight or am I fighting my race fight? Do you think, so are you saying that it makes it more difficult for her? Or? I, I, I am saying that. But okay. then if you throw biracial on top of that. That's what I mean. Her being, in a, a, being a woman in a man-dominated field and her being in a, a, a minority in a man dom- uh, male majority dominant. Uh, yeah. white male dominated yes. field at that. Right. Yes. yes. I'm saying that, yes, yeah. I'm saying that. A combination of both. Combination yeah. of both. Got you. And then again, like. And I'm saying that to me, and that's what I said, it goes back like to that whole. It sounds like sometimes you're saying that she, she has to pick. Sometimes you do have to pick as a black mm-hmm. woman. You have to okay. pick which fight you're going with. Okay. Okay. You you can't be both. Yeah. It's not already decided for me. As black men, it's kind of decided for you because you're still a man. No matter what, whether you're black or whatever you identify yourself as, you sometimes mm-hmm. white if you're in this case. But <laughs> Oh shit, boy. Listen to a comedian show, and then at the end they bring some shit that is in the beginning, Sir. and they just wrap it in. Yo, wow, yo, I feel like That's Trump it. just said you should listen to Pence's phone calls. <laughs> Damn, Gina. Wow. Okay, new guy, that was okay. Wow. okay. That was strong. Okay, that was strong. All I could do is clap my hands. That was strong. All I could do is clap my hands. That was strong. Make room. Let it work. Make room. Major. Let it work. Damn. Wow, Major. Chicken wow. noodle soup with a soda on the side. I'm just saying. Damn. Chief just... Rocker number one, Chief Rocker. <laughs> I came to bring the pain hardcore from the brain. With a soda on the wow. Damn. She looked at me and was like, who shot you? Separate the weak from the opposite. <laughs> Leave hard the creep. Damn. Gina. Woo! She tried to slide. Yo! In there. And she tried to keep going like she I was going. Right. Dude! You <laughs> didn't even. Neither one of us was here. Like, you know how cold hearted wow. you gotta be to keep flowing with that statement? That's sociopath work. Let me tell you how she. <laughs> that's you. She said. She said I'm gonna call you KG. That's sociopath work. Oh, 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 yeah, you won't get that. He gets that. You won't get that. Oh, I don't get it's that. Damn! Joke. Yeah, but she trust tried to slide me, in and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And we just gonna keep on. Oh no! Yo, bumba clock, boy. Atomically, Socrates' philosophy is the hypothesis can't define how I be dropping right. mockery, lyrically <laughs> before a robbery. 
Damn, son! Yo! I came to bring the pain hardcore from the brain. Oh my God! Bring shots out the sunroof of Lexus Coots leaving no witnesses. What you think this is? Ain't a way much is here. I damage and tear MCs fear me. They choose near not to hear me. Clearly, I'm a triple beam dream with thousand grams of uncut to the gut. It seems fucked up the way I touched up the grill trying to play gorilla with yo. Damn! Yo, I'm so taken aback. Jesus Christ! Damn! Oh my gosh! Yo! Oh Sprinkle coke on the floor, make a drug related. Oh my, oh my god. god! Yo, I don't think yo, that might have been the illest one-liner I've ever suffered wow. in my life. You got the wow. ultimate one-liner off of She tried to slide that in like And a I have no clap back. Uppercut! I, yo, Tell on the same on the same episode, I literally said I be I keep the clip fully loaded. I couldn't even reach my gun like nope. you finished me. Nope. Kaiser Saucy. Nope. Damn. I feel like Proctor. Damn, Tommy. And the whole plate, Tommy. Shit! Say hello to my little, little friend. friend. Blah, 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 blah. Damn, wow. son. I didn't wow. even mean it like oh, that. Oh, shit. Are you, are, you sure? are you sure? Yo. Are you sure? Are you mad, dog? Or are you scorpion? Because you <laughs> conjured me. Wow. Jesus and Jello. I didn't mean to cut you like that. She caught me with the spreader. I, bro I definitely bought... Contra? What yeah, you? she hit me with the spreader, son. <laughs> Mad dog and scorpion, son. Oh, I'm getting Contra. I'm sweating because <laughs> yo, the heat was vicious. <laughs> yo, the listeners is like, why is he going off on the tangent? Because yo, you never got your plate. First of all, when you're not used to getting your plate in off of, and wow. somebody comes and takes your appetite, wow. your horse drivers, yo, and then they take your entree, let and then explain. take your dessert. Let me explain how we were like 17 meals from where she ate off of. <laughs> yo, she ate off a meal that was like seven days ago. Back to the future. Back to the seven days ago, she brought up that meal like, oh yeah, yeah, so we just eating in there. And Diddy was white! Yo. <laughs> what? Son, what? teleportation. You the black you the black knight. Fuck Martin. Where? Yo. How did we come up on this? Woo woo woo. <laughs> Damn, How did we come up on son. This? Wow. Niggas, if he up, Blicky got the stiffy up. <laughs> wow. Damn, son. Wow. With no snitch though. She definitely Damn. was back in the future. Oh my God. Jesus and Jello. What was the point? What were I don't even know anymore. No the what point is, was shame. What is life? That was the point. That's going to be the name of this episode. What is life? <laughs> Let me test that to myself. Let me oh write Because that's gosh. the name of I've never come up with the name of the episode during the episode. <laughs> this, this, is, this is Sunday Dinner History. She wants to be this sure. This episode is called What is Life? She was thinking the whole episode. You know and what? I'm gonna tell you. I'm I gotta slip. I in. wasn't thinking. I at really all. gotta I slip in. Saying. I have to slip in 
some shade at some point to make sure Yo, I, you don't let him know he is white. And the fact that we she had all these conversations about white people and this So basically she I said, let him she's know. saying I got fragility. White Yo. fragility. Yo, you she know, you you know what's the crazy part? She said she didn't even know she was saying it. That, if that's not a sociopath, I don't know where it is. You're Hannibal wow. Lecter. Wow. You blacked, you blacked wow. out? You blacked out on me? You a strong kid wow. with the most. She's so oh, strong. Shit. So strong. Yo, you haymaker me. Like <laughs> Tyson in the spot. Who am I? Leon Spinks? Damn, son. Jab, jab, uppercut. Go. <laughs> jab, jab, cross. Bruh, you know what I mean? <laughs> She hit me with the less mills. Oh my god. Yo, she hit me with that tiger uppercut. I had no, yo, can you oh know, my cause you know the tiger uppercut takes half the oh energy levels. Like she hit me with two. Now, what's the one? What is it? Mortal Kombat? Yes. Mortal Kombat finish him. No, not just finish him. Don't they have one when they grab him and be like, get over here. Get over here. Yes, yes. Look, even she's added to it. She's no longer humble. She stopped being exactly. humble. Exactly. You know, yeah, I was like, I was like, more so like, get over that here. My intention was get over here. Damn. Yo. That's what it was. I don't know if you remember, but you're a gamer. There used to be this game back in the day. It was back when um, Neo Geo was a game system. And it was called, it was a football game called NFL Blitz or some shit. Yup. Like yup. And they used to cuss in that game. They still make those games. Nah, maybe not. Nah, that, and a lot of people don't know. These, that game, that was the first game I ever heard with a cuss. And there was always a lineman. Mm-hmm. Defensive line. He would look at the offensive lineman and he would always say, I'm, he would point at him. He would go, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna fuck, fuck you up. up. <laughs> point right in your eye. That's what you just did to me. And they would put that in the previews. You don't have to put it in the quarter to know he would say that. You could play that a couple he times, like, bro. I'm gonna that. fuck you up. <laughs> I'm glad Byron remembers that because a lot of people, almost nobody's gonna remember that. I only played a couple times, but I remember that. Remember playing that and be yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I'm, yeah. I don't know if I'm playing I used to, it. I used to play that shit at the Meadowlands Racetrack in Jersey. <laughs> my parents was heavy on those games. And Meadowlands back it's in them arcade, days. It was arcade, wasn't it? Yeah, Meadowlands back in them days had an arcade. It was only yeah. for the arcade. I mean, yeah. it was a Neo Geo game, but it was only an arcade. Yeah. And yeah, he was like, I'm going to fuck you up. I played a lot Just of like crazy that. arcade yeah. games, and that was yeah. one of them. That was definitely. What was your point before you destroyed me? The point I was just. At this point, I'm just a (laughs) co-host. I don't know if it was a point. It was. was At this point, I'm the junior co-host. I was just saying that black men. (laughs) I'm a guest. They don't have to choose between which cause they're going to fight for. I don't know about that. You fight for the blackness. And what do white women fight for? Oh, black and femininity. Yeah, you you have to choose. I still. Sometimes you have to choose which one are you going to go with. I feel like. Often I'm choosing between my blackness and my masculinity. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm because somebody's always trying to emasculate us in some way. How? But what do you mean by that? Because I feel I feel like. Well, let me while he's I, thinking about it, let me talk about it from this standpoint. Yeah, I don't want to divide six four two eighty. Yeah. I won't even get to the black woman yet. Yeah, I know where he was going mm-hmm. yeah. six four two eighty. They want me to be small or soft. Like, like I said. So I, you like, no, no, feel no, like me, you have to Let me, let me, let me, yeah. Because, like, when I told you about it, when I went to Dee Dee, mm-hmm. you were disgruntled. I wasn't. I literally went to her. I didn't go up like, yo, where's my fucking bread? Like, none of that, you know. I mean, nobody would say, like, nobody would say, but I just said, okay, so here's the situation. Okay, did you follow up? Okay. But we, I still think and, that was no, no, no. blackness. But I went up to her and said, where's John's office? No, because right. I feel like, no, because I feel like, 
I mean, I feel like if white man, this still your height, your build, would not have had that same conference conversation. It's still your black. I feel like if a black woman went up and said, "So where's John?" Say where I said, "Where's John's office?" I don't know if she would have got the same disgruntled. I'm not saying. No, I think she would have probably got angry black women. Okay, so I would get angry black men. But again, so, but if I get angry black man, that means I, fight, I gotta fight the masculinity part. But that. my thing is, when you're dealing with an issue and you have to choose between which side you are going to stand on, you really don't have a choice. You really choose blackness. Okay. So where if I'm like, okay, where do I stand? Do I stand with my black people or do I stand with my women? Because either I'm a minor, I'm a double minority. But why do you think that? I understand that piece. There are some times when we have to decide between our blackness and whether we're going to stand with our women. But there are certain times where I'm going to I have to decide as a man, well, I'm going to stand as a man on certain things. You don't think so? I'm saying so, again, in Nitty's situation where he was talking about the woman and saying um, you're a disgruntled employee. Mm -hmm. I feel like that... The that the root of that comment, the root came Was from his blackness? blackness, not his stature. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I feel like the root of many issues for black men come from the black being a black man. Now there's several fruits involved. <clears throat> One of the fruits that might come from that tree with the root of blackness might be your stature. Okay. Where for a black woman, I feel like we're rooted in two different issues. Which fruit are we going to pick from? Because we have two trees, like mm -hmm. kind of growing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying it. Mm -hmm. And I get what you're saying. So I don't want you to think that. You know, what I mean, oh, I don't want any. I know you don't think that. I don't want any of our listeners to think we're just trying to combat that per se. Right. So I get it. Right. Um, I think I'm finding. I think I might be finding it difficult to define how or explain how we might be going through more than just the one dimension that you're speaking of. Okay. But I definitely get what you're saying. And of course, in no way in trying to define what we're go what we go through dimensionally, mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think that's me taking away from the black woman's plight or situation. Right. Give me less. Mm -hmm. So there's that too, because you know that might could happen. Because I fully one thing I always want to do, I always want to fully acknowledge what our sisters go through, because it's rough. Right. And I never want y'all to think I'm trying to trivialize or minimalize exactly what it is y'all deal with. And not not that I'm saying you're minimalizing what it is we'll deal with, we right. deal with. I think what me and Bahu we just having trouble really getting it out there that. We probably go through a little more than the dimension of what you're. Right. I see what you said. So what you're saying is probably more. It's more to what it than yeah. that. I'm Matter of fact, maybe, maybe, maybe this will help. Maybe I'm just sh shooting here, and we're we're gonna call it 2019. Whatever situation we might have been in in the last decade, in some ways, maybe it's similar to what we have heard as butt breaking. Because, like, you know, it's one thing to establish dominance over the black man, mm -hmm. but that butt breaking, they were also trying to feminize the black man or emasculate mm -hmm. the black man in some ways. So, 
I feel like there's a millennium, a new wave, a millennium version of that that takes place that we go through that we're having trouble kind of explaining. So it is a matter of still mm-hmm. choosing the blackness, mm-hmm. but still choosing or defending the masculine aspect of it. Okay. So you have to defend the, you know, their blackness and there's the feminine or the woman aspect. We still do have a male component that we have to. Matter of fact, you gave the example kind of tonight, but more so a few episodes ago where we talk about the hierarchy, white man, black man, white woman. And then you said, I remember in the, in the past episode, you specifically said this white woman, she feels like, well, she has nothing. Cause she, when she goes home, she ain't shit. I'm right. just, I'm throwing it out. That's my words. Right. But when she's in class, okay, well, I'm gonna go ahead and control these black boys. Cause I have the power and right. Right. I'll kick you the fuck out. You'll get, you make a paper trail so I can get him out. So basically that transmogrifies or that, you know, that extrapolates to the workplace mm-hmm. for black men where whether it's white man or white woman, they want to try to take that away from us. Mm-hmm. So that's what we deal with too. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to negate that at all because mm-hmm. this, this isn't an episode about who got it worse. Right. Oh, because so, we, because yeah. we all got the shit fucked up. We bad. We got it bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I really appreciate you saying really uh, Yeah, that's saying dope. That. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Sunday Dinner is presented by the Nitty in the City podcast. All views and opinions expressed by the individuals on this program are those of solely those of said individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of this program, Nitty in the City, or any of its affiliates. The original background music is provided by Lance Chris. Special thanks to all of the financial supporters of the Nitty in the City podcast. For more information on how you can support Nitty in the City, send email correspondence to Nitty in the City, that's one word, at gmail.com.